Kevin Bowen, Andy Sweeney, Mark Dyson producing today. I'm jacked up. You guys ready? Lest you thought, lest you fellas thought that we would have nothing to talk about on a Monday, you better believe it. Anthony Richard, uh, Anthony Richardson doesn't play on Saturday. Jonathan Taylor back with the team. What does that mean? I'm the new guy. How much do I have to introduce myself, which will be very uncomfortable over the next three hours, but we got you uh, on this Monday on the fan. Kevin, good, uh, good morning. I'm used to being on in the afternoon. What's happening, my man? It's you good know, to see you. Well, it's great to see you as well. Should we go around the circle and do like an interesting fact about ourselves? Is there like a creative, you know, family history tree that we should know? Do like, I have to stand up in front of everybody? Hello. Kind of like raise say, your hand. Say two truths and a lie. <laughs> yeah, g- give us an icebreaker here to start this Monday oh, morning. man. Um, I will start here. I would say um, just based off what, 12 hours, it, it, even if 12 hours of text messages back and forth Sunday, you have already prepared more for this show than Jake Query did in 21 months. Uh (laughs) Well, what you guys will have to understand is uh, right now I am in Indianapolis alone. uh, I'm sitting at a local uh, bar alone usually, which is a funny and sad sight. And so I have nothing to do, fellas, but to be ready for the radio show at 7 a.m. I have a feeling Mark can probably speak to this, but two months out from welcoming your first child into the world, if you are at a bar alone, that that sounds like... (laughs) baby moon for you so I would take full advantage of that while you can before reality hits exactly what I'm doing Uh, but no in all seriousness I'm uh, I'm thrilled Uh, you know I said this to our listeners last week I've heard some great great things I've listened to your show in Louisville and I'm really excited not only for ourselves here in the morning but obviously from noon to three with Jake and I hope he is deep into some REM sleep right now as he gets ready for uh, and I say get get ready. I say that tongue in cheek. We know there's no preparation whatsoever. But uh, Jake and Jimmy Cook will have you from noon to three today, and then of course JMV and oh, Greg Doyle. He's going to join us at eight thirty. Joel Erickson at nine. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Greg Doyle is the perfect guest to have on for your first show, but nonetheless, yeah. okay. uh, you will you will see some um, well, interesting thoughts from him. I like Greg Doyle. So the last time I had Greg Doyle on the radio uh, would have been back in his CBS Sports days mm-hmm. when he'd always get Kentucky basketball fans angry at him for whatever reason. He was a flamethrower back then. <laughs> yeah, you damn right he was. Uh, and he wrote the column, obviously, over the weekend there at the Indy Star. Uh, he'll join us, what, about 8.30 or so. Uh, we'll talk with Greg Doyle because he was harsh on the Indianapolis Colts, and that is the story. Listen, I think what we do today is we do kind of what Mark said. Uh, I tell you truths, and I tell you lies about myself, and you guys can figure it out uh, as we go. But I know what the lead story is Anthony Richardson does not play. Uh, I know Mark was there with uh, what family members, right? Mark, Single daughter. Uh, okay, first okay daughter, there you go. Uh, so Mark was there. He was live tweeting. So I was I was following him and obviously watching the game and everything else. Uh, personally, Kevin, I did not think Anthony Richardson was going to play. Uh, I did not think that. Uh, Steichen talked. You know, he was asked about that. You know, a couple different times, and then they didn't really announce it. And so when you know when it wasn't, hey, Anthony Richardson. Richardson, Anthony Richardson, Anthony, you know, it was everything else. It was get down there, drink the $3 Bud Lights. It was uh, the window's going to be open, you know, the tweet from Jim Ursay and everything else. Uh, and boom, he doesn't play. What was your reaction? Because I think, I think there are a couple reality. I think there are a couple realities here. Uh, I think there is reality number one. Now, I don't know how this changes for this week with the Eagles and the joint practices right. and the final <laughs> preseason game and everything else. 
But there's two realities. I mean, you know this. The reality, number one, it's simple, is is the NFL now has went all in on these practices now mean more than preseason games. And the reality, too, is uh, whenever you go to a preseason game and if you if you go expecting something or if you go spending money and expecting something, uh, come on. We, we all know the preseason games are, are valued so very little, but it's difficult for me, and I think this is probably how the majority of Colts people think uh, when you have a guy with 13 starts and you have a guy with what 20 what was it 23 uh, 23 reps in game number one against Buffalo one of those included obviously the interception uh, you know game one's a coming right and those games are going to mean something uh, so I wake up today looking at all the stuff on Saturday night guys and looking at all the stuff on Sunday I sit back and I, I mean I kind of feel like the majority of Colts fans are, are not happy about it. No, they are pissed, and I I think understandably so. And I guess there's two sides of it for me, Andy. You know, first is I thought the Colts were a bit shady and a bit coy in how they announced it, or I guess to your point, they never announced it. You know, I, yeah, that's I thought, why I didn't think he was going to play. I, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, Shane Steichen's going to be non-committal on Wednesday, and then he was supposed to meet the media on Thursday, and then all of a sudden practice ends, and it's like, no, Shane Steichen's not going to talk. And I'm like, wait, what? He, it, it's on the schedule that he's supposed to talk. This is a very rare for the Colts to have that happen with their media availability, and then nothing happens until Saturday night. And I, I don't know, maybe Jake Query kind of rubbed off on me, but I'm not wearing a conspiracy hat very often. But I'm like, wait a minute. Are they just like not going to announce it because they want people to attend the lone home preseason game of the year? <laughs> yes. And think that Anthony Richardson's going to play? Because, Andy, yeah. I, yeah. I know Louisville's not an NFL market, but you know full well all these teams announce whether their right. quarterbacks are going to play or not. Matt Eberflus announced it Thursday night. Justin Fields is not going to play in the home preseason game. So, uh, to be totally honest with you, I thought it was kind of shady by the Colts and how they handled the lack of an announcement with that. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way, especially when you have a lot of people that go to these preseason games because it is somewhat of an affordable ticket. Well, and, there's, to, and there's one. And there's only and, one. And, and there's one this year. Because now we right. have a three-game preseason slate. So, I guess I'll start there. Secondly, I thought he should have played in the game. Um, I feel like with the new coaching staff off four wins from last season, it's just a poor message to send to your football team when you're like, yeah, we're going to run Gardner Minshew and you know play 20 of 22 reserves to be in the starting lineup, which right. is what they did on Saturday night. Um, and I think it just kind of sums up where this franchise has been over the last half dozen years. Uh, they've been such a pathetic start to season team. Um, if you look in the Chris Ballard era, they are one of the worst, if not the worst team in the month of September. Uh, and I think it's a byproduct of how they handle training camp. And I think it's a byproduct of how they handle the preseason. And so to me, it's the totally wrong message to send to your starting unit to a new offensive staff for a new head coach to say, yeah, we're going to, yeah, let, let's just play the backups in week two of the preseason. So again, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way as well. Up uh, to your point, I think Richardson needs game reps. I, I, I think, you know, shedding that red jersey and yeah, I said it late last week, Andy, you watch a lot of college football. In college football, you look at a board on the sideline and it has a picture of Beyonce, <laughs> Trump, a bag of Doritos, and whatever, and an iceberg. Yoda. And you're Yoda. like, yeah, uh, okay, that means I line up here, and that means we're going to run is, this play. Is, is Notre Dame going to be doing that? Do they do that this well, year hey, under uh, Freeman? Do you have any I, I see uh, with the uh, shirt uh, on. Shirt they play on. this week. Is that in Germany, by the way? Where is week that? Week zero in Dublin. Dublin. Yeah, I hope it goes better than Northwestern's week zero game last year. Remember, Northwestern <laughs> beats Nebraska. Everyone 
everyone's like sleeper team in the Big Ten West. Yeah. And lo and behold, you see where Northwestern. Well, football. can can you be a sleeper when you when you beat Northwestern in Week Zero? <laughs> Does that make you a sleeper? It's not exactly you know beating LSU or something like that. No, God bless the Big Ten West and Purdue football fans certainly know it. So again, I I had an issue with it. Um, I I think game reps are absolutely vital for him. And you know, you were out there last week. You know, Mark and I sat there and watched the Thursday practices with the Bears. Andy, at one point during practice, probably in a handful of play period, the Colts offense had three penalties that wiped out right. Anthony Richardson completions. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is a reminder of life with Anthony Richardson and the calls that you're going to implement in a game are a lot different than Gardner Minshew calls. So the offense, I think, needs to get used to what Anthony Richardson offense is like. So for that reason as well, um, I didn't agree with it. For what it's worth, Shane Steichen said on Saturday night he's leaning towards playing the starters uh, coming up here on Thursday in Philly. But I, again, I thought the Colts were extremely shady in how they handled it. And that's not something that I, that I typically say. I, I'm not one of these people that think Colts are, you know, whatever conspiracy theorist and, you know, hide all this information that's not usually something that I go down but I thought they handled it in a really poor manner they're taking it on this one yeah, oh, I, I think the yeah. majority of people agree with you. Do they yeah. not? I, I think there's a small minority. It's like it's the preseason. Who cares? Stay trust, healthy. Trust Steichen. He and, knows you know, what you he's were doing. missing a couple offensive linemen, but I'm like, you know what? Ryan Kelly getting banged up during the season is probably something that's going to happen. So Anthony Richardson should get used to Danny Pinter. And the other uh, other offensive lineman that was out was Will Fries. And there's probably some people that are like Will Fries shouldn't be in the starting lineup anyways. <laughs> right. So I, I didn't have. I might be one of those <laughs> that the, that big of a problem with it. Um, again, this week. Joint practice. They will board a plane to Philly today. Joint practice with the Eagles coming up on Tuesday. And then uh, their preseason finale Thursday. Unless I missed it, I think Amazon Prime is your only option for Thursday. Typically in the local markets, in the regular season, these Thursday night games get picked up by one of the local mm-hmm. right. um, TV affiliates here in town. But I have not seen that. So I'll, I'll continue to try and keep an eye on that. Um but I guess what? Go seven day free free trial with Amazon if you don't have an Amazon Prime account. Well, it's one of those things. Besides Jack Ryan, I'm not sure exactly what you have Amazon Prime for anymore, right? I mean, and these NFL games. Now, this that doesn't bother me. I know some people are very bothered by it. Sure, uh, you know, baseball fans. I know they they put the Yankees on all sorts of different things to get people to watch them. Sorry, Jimmy Cook. No one wants to watch your damn Yankees anymore. <laughs> uh, again, the wake up call here on the fan. Uh, Two three nine ten seventy. Hanging out with you until ten o'clock. Greg Doyle will join us coming up at eight thirty. Let me ask you guys this. And obviously, the Jonathan Taylor stuff. Jim Ursay speaking in the third quarter. We got to get to that because Jonathan Taylor. Uh, when we say he's back, is he back? He's not back. It's a hold in. It's all those other things. That's a conversation. Listening to you guys getting ready for this job, um, I, I was kind of lukewarm on the Jonathan Taylor stuff, and I do not feel I am not lukewarm anymore. So I feel like I have a much more pointed uh, conversation. They need to get Jonathan Taylor cooking. Uh, I mean, whatever whatever conversations, calming the waters, we can dive into that a little bit. You know, I was looking... I did have to laugh at the calming yeah, the ahead. waters comment. Ursa you know, ends it with, you know, we need Chris Bauer to calm the waters. I'm thinking, wait, didn't you stir up the waters? Yeah, well, yeah. I guess that's what happens when the boss tells you to yeah. do something that you, you know. Ballard has to clean it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yes, we'll certainly talk Jonathan Taylor with us. I know, I think our listening audience hopefully was listening a little bit last week, but, you know, more into the life of Andy Sweeney. For those that somehow missed your appearances on our airwaves last week, you hail from Louisville, but technically, Sellersburg, Indiana, 
right? Yeah, I mean, I've lived in southern Indiana. I've been paying, uh, don't worry, I've been paying my Indiana taxes for the better part of 29 years. Now, in that market, are we talking a lot of Indiana basketball? Uh, They are no doubt the third wheel to Kentucky and Louisville. Okay. Uh, There is no doubt about it. And something happened. Actually, two things happened to IU that I want to get to on the back end of the show. I did text you guys yesterday. Well, uh, this damn uh, watch shot. I, I, I don't know. Okay, okay there we go. I, I don't know. Um, I don't want to get into it. You know, power hour, 7 o'clock. Maybe later on in the show we can get to that. But, yeah, I mean, that that's me. I've uh, been doing radio there for the better part of uh, since about 2006 in a couple different capacities. And, uh, I mean, listen, I am, I'm, like, energized. I'm jacked up. I'm ready to go. I, like, I, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm humbled. I'm excited uh, to be here. Uh, I'm glad you guys are fine with putting up with me. I think Jake is happy. He gets to, I guess Jake just went to bed at 5 a.m. and woke up an know, hour I'm later. I'm confused. Because he always what, looked so yeah. damn tired last week. Every I, day I saw him. I'm always confused. What's he doing, you know, early in those wee hours? Like, is he just scratching booze, sitting there watching reruns of Seinfeld or something? Watching about a lot of, like, infomercials, I assume. A lot of Ginsu knives in the query yeah, household. Yeah, exactly. Does he play, like, late-night poker? Does, uh, does, no, he, does he have an addiction that we need to worry about? Because he was always so tired. The fact that he posted a video that said, like, a 6.05 wake-up call, and he changed it to 11. I'm like, do you need an 11 a.m. wake-up call? I, I couldn't. I don't think with kids I can sleep in past 8. Yeah, I, I can't imagine in. needing an 11.05 a.m. alarm at all. Um... Fandom, Little Giants. That would be New York Giants, not the Little Giants. A great movie, by the way. <laughs> uh, and and it, I, I thought you are a Yankees fan. You took a little job I there. I am. Jimmy Cook there. Well, so. yeah, you know, I have to do that. Are they looking towards 2024? I mean, did I, I mean, did they I, might did be I looking to, towards 2027 at this point. Uh, so <laughs> not exactly New sure. York Giants, which now I feel like it was like Colts East with some of their moves uh, here in the offseason. Uh, Yankees, anything else from a fandom standpoint we no. should know about? Again, I am a very unapologetic uh, probably borderline insane Notre Dame basketball and Notre Dame football fan. Well, you, that that is what everyone's told me. I th- I think last week someone said you worship Notre Dame. You worshipped Notre Dame. I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, no. worshiping Notre. Maddie's still asleep, so I can probably say this. Yeah. I, I in some order, it's uh, Notre Dame football, <laughs> my family, Tiger Woods, bacon, and Doritos. Okay, so I don't know how many games you go to, but you know, I don't think it'll be too difficult. You know, I can pull a couple, you know, pull a couple strings, uh, maybe get uh, Andy and KB in that. Uh, Mark, if you want to go with you and, you know, with all your kids uh-huh. and all your Adobe editing over oh, there, uh, if you want to go, you know, they play at Louisville this year. At they Louisville, might, yeah. yeah there that's might, right. There might, be some, there might be some strings that could be pulled. You and know, the fighting we'll Jeff Brahms will be up here, right, to take on IU. Did you catch this, by the way, on Friday? We were out at the Back Nine Golf event. It was great seeing everybody out there. Thank awesome. you, everybody that came out um, to our first Back Nine fan outing. So we were on floor three, and it was a great turnout and really enjoyed our time. All of a sudden, I go down to floor two at one point, and I see Tom Allen yelling LEO. Did yeah. you did you I, I, did, well did you catch this? Okay, so I did not catch this because, you know, being the new guy. Yeah. Uh, and I was very thankful that I got to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of staying there and, you know, you know, pounding some drinks with uh, everybody else. It was a great time. I was there for a little while. Yeah. Um <laughs> I went to the Colts luncheon. Oh, I got, nice. I got Whoa. To, y- yes. I, you like Look at that? that. Yeah, to now, go where is that? JW Marriott. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's nice. that's where it was. So I got to do that. And uh, that Susie was, Kohler was, I was there. Say, that Uh-oh. was the old Struggling, struggling. Yeah, Joe Namath wasn't nearby, was he? Well, okay, so you guys mentioned that. Ursay brought that up. 
Did he really? Oh, yeah, damn right he did. Oh, my God. Yes, he did. Coach Ursay. And everyone was looking around. I'm like, let's go. Wait, let's wait, wait. Go. Time out, time out. In, in what context? How was this brought up? Well, he's like, you know, she's a professional uh, broadcaster, and she fought off Joe Namath. I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team Actually, struggling. I am laughing I at that. I want to kiss you. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Huge compliment. Yeah. I do think Susie Colbert's outstanding. And what she does. So I, I was very happy to see, you know, for the Colts' sake, that she was a kickoff lunch at MC. So, anyways, I, I, I walked down there. Tom Allen's yelling LEO. And I believe what Ugh. Indiana was doing was they practiced at Lucas Oil Friday morning. Because, again, they play Louisville there coming up. It gets week That's three. Cu- it's a couple weeks, yeah, um, down the road. So, I guess now we're less than a month away. But uh, then they had practice, or then they had a little um, outing at the back nine. So it was us on floor three and the Hoosiers on floor two. Everybody thought it was the Bears. Like, oh, yes. it's the I- IU. And like, oh, gosh, went over the crowd. Oh, it's just Tom Allen running I'm around. like, no, nah. a couple of people are like, yeah, it's the Bears. And I go, no, nah, I think it's Indiana. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're all wearing crimson and cream. Uh, uh, crimson and cream, excuse me, not Tom Green. So you are posted up in an Airbnb here yeah. locally, correct? Yeah, so, okay. I am, so I am doing, it's funny, uh, all of the, and I've said this 900 times and I know people are tired of it around here. I'm doing all the stressful things at once. New job, um, gonna have a new house here in a couple weeks me and my wife did that uh we you know we feel pretty good we have that locked locked up obviously and then uh yeah my wife's having our first child in like two months so (laughs) so it's the trifecta of stuff uh in your life and we're just kind of jamming it all in a few months so here we are so yes i am living by myself uh my refrigerator looks like a dude living by himself uh it is beer it is you know the arnold Palmer uh, drinks, uh-huh. you know, oh, those okay. are good. Those are good, by the way. Yeah, uh, I got those and like a bunch of lunch meat. Care to share the bar that you were posted up at, or or, or do you want that to be your hideout spot? No, here? Uh, was it the uh, okay? So I'm on the next I'm on weeks. Mass Avenue. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. it's a uh, Chantham Tap. I believe. Oh, Chatham, yeah. Chatham. Yeah, Chatham. Yeah, there you go. Chatham. So tap. that's where they do. Were you there yesterday for the Women's World Cup final? Okay, I was. That's I was, the big soccer bar. Yeah, it's the big soccer bar, and there is a soccer match tonight or today at three o'clock. Uh, I will probably not be there for that. I don't okay. care that much about it. I'm not really that uh, soccer guy, but no, there were a bunch of guys who had who had money on the tennis match last night. Oh, Djokovic against uh, uh, Alcaraz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounded so. like a thriller. It was a thriller. It was also three hours, and it wasn't even halfway through. And the guy next to me said he had been there for three hours watching it. God knows how many Guinness he had. I'm like, you can drink that many Guinness? I feel like having a Guinness is kind of a five-course meal. Having an Irish car bomb is certainly a five-course meal. But you know what? With Notre Dame and Navy on Saturday at 2.30, I might need a car bomb or two. One thing I want to – I we can talk about after the break or whatever. Uh, I, I looked at Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, what they have done in the preseason. They both played over the S- weekend, Snap-wise, right? yes, they did. Stroud played 22 snaps. Bryce Young, 21. Bryce Young was bad in game one. Uh, he was better in game two, but, you know, whatever. And, and C.J. Stroud, I'm much more – of an Anthony Richardson fan than him. I know some Ohio State fans may not like that. Uh, but I do have, as we go today, a question for you guys. Like, what changes on Thursday? If Richardson didn't play because of the harsh practices against the Bears, fair enough. Uh, but now you have a game on Thursday, and the Eagles have the best or second-best roster in the NFL. Yeah, and yeah. again, it sounds like Shane Steichen has alluded to the fact that the starters will play a little bit more. You know, something I like... On top of the, you know, you're actually calling plays in a huddle, you're actually shedding a red jersey. You know, Shane Steichen really harped on, like, we treat the joint practices like it's a game. Again, you guys were out there last week. 
the joint practice periods, for the most part, they are scripted. Right. So if you have an incompletion, it's not just second and 10. If you have a holding penalty, it's not first and 20. And so when Richardson throws an interception like he did in Buffalo to start that game, guess what? There are ramifications for that. Right. You're down 7 nothing after that, and you put your defense in a horrible position. And now you've got to hop off the bench and come back from that. That's what I like about being in those game moments. And you saw it a lot, Andy, being in the SEC. You know, Richardson had 13 starts. So sure, there are some of those moments in college where he has to deal with the unscripted nature to it, but there's not a lot. And obviously Florida did not have a good season last year, so it's not like he had a whole lot of meaningful moments there. So those are some other reasons why I think it would have been beneficial for him to play. As Andy said, Greg Doyle going to join us at 8.30. Joel A. Erickson at 9 o'clock. Certainly heavy amount of Colts conversation. I will sneak this in here. Um, I've got like an affinity, Andy, for the Olympics, the World Cup stuff. Um, I really enjoy kind of like the international sports scene. Because I don't know, I just find it cool that like, oh boy, you you know, wearing U- USA on your chest. I think that'd be like really awesome for an athlete to experience that. Tyrese Halliburton yep. right now yep. heading to the Philippines with the World Cup team as they start their World Cup here late this week. Did you happen to see any of that yesterday from Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Halliburton? Yeah, they got down. They were down and at they came one back. Point. They're down in the fourth s- quarter. I think it was 16 or 17 in the third and then down yeah, into the fourth and Halliburton was pretty darn impressive off the bench for them. Anthony Edwards at 34. He was the headliner certainly for Team USA. But Halliburton uh, made his impact big time. More as a score so far in their exhibition games. He's kind of been the quarterback with that second unit and just really getting everybody involved. And I don't know how much you guys followed it in Louisville, but the thing that really stood out to me about Halliburton last year when he all of a sudden became like NBA All-Star, him facilitating and quarterbacking and being the game manager, I felt like he always had that, but I thought where he impressed me the most last year was like, oh wait, this dude can score at an NBA mm-hmm. level. Like he, he can give you 20 a night, maybe even a little bit more, night in and night out. Again, it's the international scene. I mean, Germany certainly has some NBA players and Dennis Schroeder, the two um, Wagner brothers, Daniel Tice, who I always forget is on the Pacers. Um, so they, they, they certainly have some names. But in those moments yesterday, Team USA, a little shaky. Obviously, Edwards has 34, but Halliburton as a score really took over in that third quarter, kind of spearheaded that, that comeback. And again, it's a little premature to go here. But Andy, I think we've seen with these Team USA experiences – if you play well, A, you could be on the Olympic team coming up next year. Well, it's all positive. And yeah. B, yeah. you're indirectly trying to recruit some guys to potentially play for the Pacers. Well, okay, I'm glad point. you mentioned because that's exactly that's exactly where I was going. It's funny, the first 20 minutes we're talking about guys not playing. Whether it's Anthony Richardson not playing on Saturday, is he going to play on Thursday? And we've talked about Jonathan Taylor not being out there. Halliburton's the opposite of that. <laughs> he is. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he's playing Which again, uh, this is Team USA's like C team, to be totally honest with you. You know, yeah. there's a lot of guys have elected not to play in the World Cup before the Olympics next year, but Pretty impressive from the Pacers guard yesterday. It was their final exhibition game. Again, they come back to beat Germany, and now they're off to the Philippines for the World Cup here later this week. I am Kevin Bowen. He is Andy Sweeney. I I, I like the two truths and one lie from Mark Dykton. Uh, it is icebreaker day. <laughs> that was here. every first college day. Hey, two truths and a lie. Stand up. Okay. And, and now let me make sure I have this right. The wake up call with KB and Andy. Yes. Uh huh. And currently our Twitter page. Uh, let's just call it under. Con- 
construction for the uh-huh. show. Yes, very much but so. But the plan is to still have the same Twitter page with obviously a new name. The plan is to still have the same YouTube channel, Same have uh, still have the same podcast page. Again, we got to alter some of that, uh, but everything should be exactly where you are used to to find yeah, yeah. So, all the graphics have to be updated right uh-huh yeah. and how about, are you saying my my makeshift i like it. logo with the coffee stain isn't isn't good it looked like my handwriting i know that's what that's what my wife said she's like just draw it with your handwriting it looks like a child did it andy on twitter is it the only sweeney is yeah, that right we, and we can have that right oh, yeah and we can dive into that if you would like to at some point what kind of reconstruction do i need to do to my twitter page okay uh if you guys want to you know if we want to carve out between anthony richardson jim ursay uh and uh jonathan taylor com- and notre dame football of course conversation uh we can do that like do i change the name um i, I mean i just put beer guy up there so i've been getting a lot of criticism on that like I need to know what's going to make people happy around here. Like what? What do you do? What I don't you know. Criticism for? I don't know. I was like, ah, you're a beer snob. Like I don't know. I, I, you know, in Louisville, I didn't change this for years. Like I've had that. <laughs> I've had that name for for years upon years. I mean, do I do it like at Sweeney the fan? Uh, what about that? Do people like when you do that? No, like, I, I think you're okay because Kevin's ha- Kevin's Twitter handles are old station like ID oh, still. Just, you know, Cabo and 1070. 1070 is gone. My gotta friend. be rich in history. Yeah, you know. Okay. You can't celebrate your history, Mark. What can you say? I mean, come on. This is Notre Dame football here. You got to celebrate your history or else you got nothing really to celebrate. Uh, Good Monday morning to you, by the way. This week is one of those weeks where you just, the workout is just walking to the car. Uh, Glasses fogged up. I was sweating by the time I got to the car. Boy, I'm thinking about high school football practice this week. I mean, all the high school athletes that go outside from a cross country soccer standpoint, it is going to be absolutely brutal here in Indianapolis. Good Monday morning to you. Thanks for tuning in. The Wake Up Call with KB and Andy right here on 93.5-1075 The Fan. The Morning Checkdown. Omaha! 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 On 93.5-1075 The Fan. Morning checkdown. How do you guys want to do this? Well, I feel like I'm getting punked here. I'm having headset yeah. issues, and that's usually a Jake Query thing. Did Jake bug our headsets here? <laughs> so basically, me and Mark are the only ones that have headphones. What's all this baloney shoved into this headphone jack? Oh, Jake was pulling a prank. That's what it was. Did Jake do this on the way out? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Checkdown wise, yeah. I mean, we usually just you know, kind of go over the big the Reds. Lo- items. The, the Reds lost. The Reds are losing quite a lot. Mark, Ten to three breaks my heart. Yeah. Breaks my heart. Uh, That wild card is no joke right now. By the way, if you look at the last two wild card spots in the NL, Giants are up a half game. Mark, how about the Cubs right now are Mm -hmm. clinging to that last Mm -hmm. wild card spot? Mm -hmm. And then you have the Reds, Marlins, and Diamondbacks all one game back. Again, three wild card spots in the NL. Uh, and right now in the Central, the Brewers, they are up three on the Cubs and four on the Reds. Are you going to abandon being a Reds fan? Are you going to abandon following this team? Are you, Kev? Mark, you're lucky my headset doesn't work right now. <laughs> so, like, what? Let me let me ask the Reds. Can I ask you guys what's the Reds dynamic at the radio station? Jake and Kevin are Reds fans. JMV is a Reds fan. I am a Cubs fan. Jimmy's a Yankees fan. Eddie, I believe, is a Reds fan. Yes, he is. Uh huh. So, are you an obnoxious Cubs fan? No, I mean, no, so okay, you because you're not all. coming across like that at all, and I, it's hey, kind of hey, bothering me a little bit. Don't to let be him honest. fool you. I am not an obnoxious Cubs fan. I mean, literally, he plays that audio every <laughs> single time the Reds lose one game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You should have seen him celebrating a regular season <laughs> Cubs win a few. Well, we have beer on the line. A few for months that. ago, I'm supposed to celebrate those. 
What did someone guy uh, someone bought you guys what PBR? Yeah, for we your did. Final yeah, show? we had a uh, twelve. Thank you to Q. Uh, twelve pack of PBR. I cracked one right at about five oh one on uh, on Friday afternoon. So thank you. Did you wait? Did you wait till five oh one just to do that, I, you or know, like you know, I, I don't want to do this too early, or what? Oh, I did it at ten oh one a.m. Well, I was about to say I'm with Mark on this. We did have one, you know, obviously <laughs> one, maybe two down at the uh, back nine uh, golf outing, and then yeah, part of me was like, ah, let's make sure we wait uh, until whatever happy hour. You'll like hours. this. I got to the I got to the back nine, and I realized that nobody knew who I was at ten a.m. <laughs> ten a.m. Nobody knew who I was. Thank God Eddie showed up about fifteen minutes. It's after me, so me and him could talk in the corner. Uh, speaking of Friday, we had a split from the Indiana Fever this weekend. They lose on Friday. They do beat the Mercury yesterday. They're not home for three games in the next two weeks. So if you're looking to catch the Fever at all, you can do that as their season starts to reach its final stages. Do you care about the Saints and Chargers last night? I, uh, no. <laughs> Fair enough. What that can be the analysis. Nothing. I thought we were giving scores. 22 17, oh, sure. yeah. Saints and Chargers. How could you forget that? Now, did Herbert play? Derek Carr uh, play? He did not. I don't believe play. No, so James- Mahomes and Allen played over the weekend. It was kind of weird how yeah. you know, starting teams handled their quarterback situations. Uh, Jameis Winston played quite a bit, and someone by the name of Easton Stick played. Oh, sure. North Dakota State. There you go. Easton Stick. Finally, someone good from there is a quarterback. Oh, boy. Ooh. Thank God I wasn't on the radio. Carson texted me over the weekend that they they continue to see Carson Wentz up in that Zionsville area. I think he's like calling Zionsville home. Whitestown home. Is he really? Yeah. Like that is, I know he played for the Commanders last year, but. Are you setting me up to say something snarky no, about well, Carson Wentz or what do you want me to do? It's day one. I don't think you need Kevin. a lot of setup to say anything snarky about Carson <laughs> Wentz, but I guess he continues to be an NFL free agent on yeah. that end. On the other side, some big Jonathan Taylor comments from Jim Mercy over the weekend. Is there progress on that front? We'll explain more. And again, Anthony Richardson does not play Saturday. Our thoughts on that. He is Andy Sweeney. I am Kevin Bowen. This is the new morning show. The Wake Up Call with KB and Andy here on a steamy, muggy Monday in Indy. 93.5107.5. Hot out today. 5107.5. The fan. The mighty fan. Indianapolis. I'm Andy Sweeney. Kevin Bowen hanging out with you until 10 o'clock. I'm the new guy. Yeah, I'm the new guy. That's it. You'll figure out more about me as we go. 239-1070. You want to hang out with us. Appreciate you listening uh, on your morning drive. Get the podcast and everything else. We'll have all the graphics worked out here uh, in the next few days. Cannot wait for that. Uh, a couple different things that I wanted to get to. Um, okay, now I believe, Kevin, you have you everything squared away with your headphones, right? Good to go. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, real quick, did you did you just, did Jake pass the buck to you for technical issues because yeah. it was a simple push of a button and that was the issue? You know, program one versus was I? I, I don't think I was in any program there during the breaks. There, um, it was um, a button issue. Yeah, Jake, I think has cursed me here. Okay, the funny thing is, you should got- we punk Jake at noon? Should we should we change all Jake's buttons then? Will he sit here where I am because that's where he sat in the morning? That's where or he, used he pivot to sit. over there. I don't uh-huh. know. That's going to be an interesting call. Where does you he know, go? Maybe a little orientation prank there. That's also usually because he was like. 30 seconds before we went on the air. He had to pick a chair. Again, I, I said this to open up the show. Andy sent more text about preparing for today's show yesterday than Jake sent in 21 months. 
And it was only like three texts. I know, trust me. I mean, it wasn't that many. It's not like you sent a lot, but uh, it it is certainly quite the change. Yeah, everything's new. I I never know. I'm like, you guys are enjoying your families on Sunday, and I'm I'm sitting at a bar watching a guy live bet uh, Novak Djokovic. So I didn't, didn't, you know, the Joker. I didn't know exactly. Chat and tap for Andy Sweeney yesterday. Yes, I didn't know exactly uh, where to go. But I'm happy to be here. Obviously, the Richardson stuff. Want to continue with that. Can I ask you guys, as we we move into the Taylor conversation, Jim Mersey speaking over the weekend. Uh, poor Chris Ballard has to figure out how to calm the waters. I want to get to that. Can I ask you guys something, though? Sure. Because I have like a list of things. And I did this uh, at the back nine with, with one guy. Okay, and here's what I mean. Uh, I, I have been uh, I have been campaigning uh, our boss, the architect. Um, that's what I'm going to call him, David Wood, uh-huh. to, to get a text line in here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much, because you know, a lot of people don't want to call. Uh, they don't want to sit on hold. Okay, they don't want to, you know, they're nervous they get on the line and they make a terrible point and we have fun with it whatever it may be okay uh and sports radio has uh you know some people like calls some people don't so that's like a sports radio thing so i'm a big fan of let's get a text line in here so so i can see uh in real time what you know people can people can crush me uh they they can enjoy the conversation they'll have their own take whether it be anthony richardson whether it be ursay whether it be anybody jonathan taylor uh halliburton anybody here in the Indy area. Uh, so I, I, I want to get that going. And so, like, you guys have all kind of told me you guys give out your personal cell phone numbers. We have but, before, uh, yeah. Okay, oh, you have before. Uh-huh. To me, that seems and sounds like the dumbest thing you guys could possibly ever do. But I did it on on Friday with a, with a gentleman. I apologize. I remember the gentleman's son's name was Colton. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I don't oh, remember. Oh, we know Colton. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Matt. Matt is his oh, father. There, there you go. Yeah, so, Matt texted me, actually. Funny you say that. Okay. Said, I enjoyed catching up with Andy. Seems like a great dude. You guys going to have an awesome show together. Okay, well, there we go. But you guys, like, this is something you guys do? Yeah, I, I would say Jake was certainly the the bigger uh, proponent of it. I, I seemed, I don't know, maybe I'm showing my age here. I'm like, if you want to reach out to me, can't you just, like, tweet me or message me or my email's out there? I mean, there are, like, 19 different ways to contact me. Right. Uh, but, yes, I have given out my, my cell phone number before. I think there's been times <laughs> where my wife's like, really? Like... <laughs> Can we like pay attention to family members here? And so, yeah, I, I probably don't do it as much as certainly Jake did. Granted, you know, Jake's got a little bit uh, of a different lifestyle. Yeah, well, I don't know. I we'll have to dive into Jake's different lifestyle. I like. Are you that. a Twitter I, guy? I, like, are you? Yeah, good with- I mean, I, I am. I'm, I'm just like for the show. I'm big in. Hey, you know, a t- you know, text line because people, you know, people don't. Me, they may not have Twitter. You know, right. it's like point oh 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 one percent ever calls in, and not everyone that we do the show for is going to. Uh, either have a Twitter or is going to be mainlining Twitter the way that I assume you mainline Twitter because I mainline Twitter. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm and I'm assuming you do uh, as well. Anyway, I just want to ask if that's something you guys do. I'm not against it, but where I'm from, that would be the craziest thing, the amount of people that would be text. I can only imagine the Kentucky audience, how they would be handling those on a Kentucky Louisville basis. Oh. I will say this on Saturday night when Jim Mercer slid into that TV booth in the third quarter, uh, I thought Twitter was pretty calm after, which usually means Jim Mercer didn't say anything too, too crazy. No. And, yeah. and for Ursay, I thought for the most part that was handled pretty well. Um, 
you know, I, I'm sure Chris Ballard and the Colts PR staff were begging him not to go into the TV booth, and we're certainly hoping that Greg Rakeshaw and Rick Venturi did not ask any Taylor-specific questions, but in true Ursay fashion, he brought up the topic himself. Yeah. And outside of the calming the waters, and I just kind of had to laugh at that aspect to it because, again, I think he has helped stir the waters uh, with some of his comments back at the start of training camp. I didn't think anything was too, too crazy from it. Um, what I took away from it, Andy, is I didn't hear one time him talk about an extension or future with him Yep. or really didn't bring up the injury too, too much either. Um, it was we like Jonathan Taylor and his family. Yeah, and the we CBA make is nice. the CBA. Like, that was yeah. really it. Again, Taylor um, is back with the team. Shane Steichen said yesterday that he will travel to Philadelphia. Andy, I, I, I tweeted out last night and just said progress. But And you'll find this out here in probably, whatever, eight or nine months, which for those that have not listened yet, uh, Andy's welcoming in his first child here coming up in a few months. There will be a point in time where your son, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Where your son will start to do like a backwards crawl. Maybe, okay. Maybe more of a scoot. Okay. I, I don't know if we call it like an outright crawl just yet, <laughs> or certainly a pulling up on furniture or walking. But I consider the Jonathan Taylor returning to the team and going to Philadelphia the backwards scoot. Okay. Like, uh, babies, I mean, again, baby steps is the analogy we often say. Yeah. But it's not baby even those. Crawl. Yeah. This is a scoot backwards of like, okay, it's a little bit of something. It's not much. Right. But it is a little bit of something. Again, I don't think he will practice tomorrow. And if he doesn't practice tomorrow, that means we're going to get to the weekend with him yet to practice since pre-Christmas. So I have next Tuesday circled, all right? Next Tuesday is my circle date on the calendar. That is when the Colts have to make roster cuts from 90 to 53. And at that point, Andy, you have got to either bring Jonathan Taylor off the pup list and onto your 53-man roster, which means he would be available to practice and play right away, or... You keep him on that physically unable to perform list, and that means he misses the first four games of the season. So action, the biggest action so far, will have to happen next Tuesday by 4 o'clock. What do they always say? Deadlines spur action. Exactly, Uh, And we've been able to, you know, it's interesting, even like, like the move here, you know, for me, it's like one of those things where it's like, like today's August 21st. It's like going on the air, but a few weeks ago, that seemed like it was a long ways away, did it not? Sure. And, and, and a few weeks ago, you guys were talking Jonathan Taylor, do you pay Jonathan Taylor, do you do all this stuff? And then next Tuesday, because you're getting so close to game one, right, uh, and because of having to cut the rosters, like, it's kind of like my August 21st, boom, now it's here. Yeah, bleep, bleep or get off the pot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's where we are. I mean, Chris Ballard having to having to calm the waters. What does that mean? Well, like, what, I, do we, what do we think that? What do we think that is? Because I can. T- I, I have. Let me. Let me just just quickly. Uh, listening to you guys, I have been very. You know, I've been trying to mentally do an Indianapolis show in my head for the last several weeks, and I've struggled with this because it's not like like you guys will understand this about me. I always find it interesting when people back the franchise or Ursay the boss when in their own job, they're not the boss. And so I very much, most of the time, not all of the time, 
I back the player. I back the work uh, in all of this. Uh, and I struggled with Jonathan Taylor a little bit in my mind because I'm like, this is a guy who carried the ball so much Wisconsin and then early parts of his career. He gets injured. You see that last year. You see how the CBA is. Then I was like, I, I'm... You know, if I would have went on the air two weeks ago, I almost would have been like, am I going to back the Colts here? Am I going to back management? And now I'm very much, and I know talking with you guys off the air, what can they do to get this guy happy for this season? Well, I... Right? And I'm even stronger now. They need him. Two weeks ago, I would not have been this strong, but I am today. I think to your first point, and I think if we did a Twitter poll... Just strictly, do you back the Colts or do you back Taylor? The majority of Colts fans would say they back the Colts on this. Agreed. And I agree. I think the reason for that is two. One, his agents acted like an absolute child on social media and continues to act like a child. It's in an indirect manner, but if you look at some of the it's stuff that he's liking yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, it, it continues to be childish. And then two, there is a level to your point of making the work analogy versus the boss analogy. Taylor signed a contract, and there's still one year left in that contract. And what did Jonathan Taylor say in April? I've got one one year left on this contract. So he shouldn't have said that back in April if he wanted to continue to have this stance. So I think that's where people have some frustrations with it. And the deeper this continues into August, people are like, wait, is he really holding in? Is he not really hurt? Well, that's you know, what JMV's th- been that, saying, yeah. That is, I yeah. think, a question that obviously we don't know the answer to, but some people have with that. Um, I said it a few weeks back, Andy, I thought – Putting the injury aside, you hand him a three-year, $39 million contract, you front-load the hell out of it, and you support Anthony Richardson in the most fragile times of Anthony Richardson's career. Because the most important thing is about getting number five right and making sure you support him. I think so many times in NFL history, teams draft quarterbacks high and they forget to support him. Or they don't do a good enough job supporting him. And that, I think, is where I side on it. I have an overall thinking, Andy, of... If you have a expansion team or you have a uh, you know veteran quarterback, I don't view the need to go get the cherry on top and pay a running back an extraordinary amount of money. I think past history in the league has proven that. I think there are other positions that I would place in more of a premium category than I would running back. But when you've got the 20, now 21-year-old QB, you've got the 13 starts and all of that, you have such a barren skill group around him. This wide-out core, this tight-end core, nobody views those units as top 10, top 15 well, plus units. He has, and plus, Richardson hasn't played. Right. Like, to me, this weekend added even more importance on top of Taylor. Yeah, so I have been a fan of, again, extending him, front-loading that. Because as so many people have said to me, oh, no, just keep on throwing the franchise tag on him. That's backloading it. Right. That is paying more money down the road. I want to get ahead of things when you are sitting on this $19 million in in cap space. So, again, I thought Ursay's comments, considering it's Ursay, were relatively tame on Saturday night. Yes, the calming the waters thing made me laugh because I'm like, dude, you're the one that has helped stir up those waters. But the update is a small scoot of progress. With him returning to the team, traveling to Philadelphia, that's different than where he was at last week. Obviously, he had the personal matter that took him away from the team as well. Um, But again, I don't know if until we hear from Taylor, until he gets off the pup list, 
I'm looking at next Tuesday. I feel like it was the first kind of conversation in this saga in the last however long you guys could answer that there wasn't any underlying snarkiness, passive aggressiveness, anything, right? It was her say just be nice. We love Taylor. We love the family. Uh, I mean, do you, do you not agree with that? I mean, well, the, the only thing. Other I, than the CBA part, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's the only yeah. one. I mean, if you really want to like nitpick you could probably point to the CBA comment. He said as it a couple like, times now. Ursay just getting a little public with his leverage there. Uh, but f- again, for Jim Ursay, Andy, this is like on the very tame meter based off how he typically can be in those settings. Again, he is Andy Sweeney. I am Kevin Bowen. It is the new morning show, The Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. Mark Dykton with us as always. Greg Doyle going to join us in about a half hour. Joel A. Erickson at 9 o'clock. We'll continue to recap what happened on Saturday night? No Anthony Richardson in that preseason game and get to know Andy as well. You're listening to the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy right here on 93.5-1075 The Fan. Ugh. I think Hot is selling Ugh. it short like what it is right now. Again, the glass is fogged up. I almost ran into my. It's going to be brutal. Uh, ran into my door to, to my garage. <laughs> swear That'd it was my sight wor- to see. With your car, with your forehead. And with my foggy glasses, look like the biggest nerd in America. And then, boom, all of a sudden, I'm sweating bullets. I, I'm like, I seriously mean this. You look at some of these temperatures, I'm like, are we going to have high school sports like canceled this week? Uh, will they move them back? Will they do the thing if it's a 7 o'clock kickoff, they'll move it back to like 8 o'clock or something like that? Well, I guess I mean you more, have to, more practice than, yeah, I don't know, maybe Friday night if it's super hot. I mean, it's 98 on Thursday. I mean, put your hand in the dirt. You want to be a winner? You want to be a winning football know, team or what? Hey, this is This is... 2023. Yeah, 91 today, 90 tomorrow, 92. You know who I'm thinking about more than anything, Andy? Uh, who? Yourself? In that heat? Uh, who? Go ahead. What about Eagles? your wife? Are, are oh, yeah. you? <laughs> Stop thinking about my wife. Yeah, sorry I don't know, to go if, there. I don't know if I like that at 803. What are we sorry doing Sorry to go here? there earlier. Um, I think Mark took a shot at Maddie on, on, <laughs> no, on, on, on Friday. No, no, no. So There's I guess no, I'm just going on the no other Maddie side slander. of it. I, I can, Matt, so Max, my youngest, was uh, he'll be one on September 9th. Can so I she pa- was pregnant this time last well, year. I want to pause you real quick. Uh-huh. Max was a name that we were considering. Really? And in Louisville, uh, morning show host had a son named Max. And now we come here, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe Max is back on the table. Max is now back off the table. Honey, so if you're listening in Louisville, it's back off the table. So I was not a fan of Max originally because I just really? thought, I thought it was too, uh, too dog name. Ooh, I think okay. Max is a top five human dog name. Am okay. I wrong on that? Well, now that I'm thinking about it, I think you might be right. Okay. Well, thank but, God I didn't name my son that. But now he's my dog. Well, yeah. No, no. Yet Bingo was okay with you. <laughs> but, Bingo was top three. But again, Maddie was pregnant this time last year, and I'm like, that is absolutely miserable. Oh, so to miserable. your wife, this week seems like absolute hell. Ashley, honey, Ash- turn the AC on. Ashley gave birth to our second in June. It was June 10th. So like all of May... Start See, June. I don't think that's as she bad, bad as the September. Because Rosie was born on June 12th. Again. I'll, I'll tell Ashley Ooh. to man up then. Like, well, it, yeah, Kevin yeah. says you didn't have it so bad. Let me, let me raise my hand here. <laughs> Comparing any pregnancy is ludicrous by me to even do. But if I had to pick September or June... I'd rather go with June. Oh, goodness. Uh, God, I'm in so much trouble. It's okay. Already here. Come on, Andy. It's okay. Steer the ship for me. Uh, uh, 239-1070. Give the phone number out. Uh, We're hanging out with you until 10 o'clock. Greg Doyle going to join us in about 25 minutes. I have to bring it up, and I know it's uh, like it might be like, this is in bad taste, Sweeney, Uh, but I have to bring it up before we dive into, I have a question for you, knuckleheads, as pertains to the Colts. Um, Did you see the fight in the Niners crowd? 
I, I did, and that seems like you could have told me that that was from last year against the whatever, against the Seahawks, and I would have believed. I feel like of all the fan bases out there, we get a weekly, uh, let's just say yeah. this, out of the NFC, it's the 49ers, out of the AFC, it's the Raiders, and every yeah. week we get a crowd fight from them. And there's always a Dodgers fight thrown in there for October baseball and whatnot, yeah. Now, there's there's always, there's always something. Uh, is that something that is in bad taste if we do, like, week one? Now, forget about preseason, week three. Okay, forget about that for a second. Although it does take it does take quite the knucklehead to get in a full out brawl during a preseason game yeah, while Trey Lance is checking down late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, are they like arguing over number ninety and eighty nine on the roster right now? I just always think like, Aiden O'Connell deserves to be the backup. Hey, by here. the way, Sam Ellinger, O'Connell's balling. Oh, he is certainly. Yeah, he, he's, gonna have a long, he's gonna start games this year. He's gonna have a long, long career. And for those that did attend the game on Saturday night. Uh, both Gardner Minshew and Sam Ellinger, very, very efficient in their time on the field. Yeah. I've got, um, I don't know, Andy, I, I this is not usually my style, Okay. I, I, I just got a big issue with how the Colts handled that Anthony Richardson lack of announcement. I, I know you do. it's such a slap in the face at the fan base, um, and that bothers me, you know, I... Again, Jake did such a great job last year during the preseason. And last year, the Colts, I think, had two home preseason games. And last year, um, for a couple of weeks, it was, okay, season ticket members, for those that don't attend the preseason, send us your tickets, and we'll send some youth here in Indianapolis that don't get the chance to go to the game right. to go to these preseason games. It's still a really expensive ticket to go to a preseason football game. And it's the only home one of the of the calendar year. And also, you have this Anthony Richardson hype, and for some reason, Shane Steichen, no comments on Wednesday. He's supposed to talk to the media on Thursday, and then all of a sudden doesn't talk to the media Mm -hmm. after the final joint practice. That was the same time when Matt Eberflus, for the Bears, announced that Justin Fields wouldn't be playing. The Colts had a chance to send out a press release Thursday night, Friday, even Saturday. Nothing. Mum is the word. I mean, you... You know, typically, Shane Steichen does like a pregame availability with you know people from the Colts TV mm-hmm. ra- radio network. Yeah, they're just quiet N- about it. Nothing there. I thought it was extremely coy, extremely kind of just shady with it all. NFL teams announce if their quarterback or if their starters are going to play in the preseason game. It only just seems like a courtesy to your fan base and just alert everybody on that. For the Colts to have played it so like close to the vest, uh, I thought it was a really uh, pretty big slap in the face to again fans that are taking time out of their weekend and thinking Anthony Richardson is going to play in that game. Let me ask you guys this, and I think every fan is probably a little bit different. And, you know, my, my short time, uh, you know, last week talking to a lot of fans and even back nine and then listening to you guys, and there is a there is a sense, and I feel like every fan is in a different spot, which is why I ask you guys in studio with me. It feels like there is... Uh, because there is like this, this, and maybe it's not even underlined. There is this, there is this sense of frustration with the Colts that I feel like some fans are bubbling over. Some fans are not. Some fans are like, let's see Anthony Richardson when we get to week one. Let's see what the new regime is doing. While they may not believe in Ballard, right, in his drafts the last couple years and that sort of thing, they're like, there is a direction. And a direction is what the fan base needs. I mean, yeah. last year, and, and you know, it's been quarterback by committee. There hasn't been a direction, and it kind of came to uh it kind of came to a build-up last year. Where are you guys on this? Because, I mean, I agree with you, even though, for me, 
I'm a little less harsh just because preseason games, to me, you know, if you go out there, you kind of know that you're not going to get the very best. It's it's a bunch of guys that aren't going to be able to make it uh, in the NFL, some college. You know, there's going to be guys that are going to be fighting, uh, you know, tight end, wide receiver, the different places. You wrote about it on the website. We can get to that later on. Uh, who, you know, who did well for themselves on Saturday. But I, I feel like in Greg Doyle, who we're going to have on here in 20 minutes, I mean, he took the Colts to task. And you're kind of doing the same, that there is there is a sense of frustration. It's not all-out anger, I feel like, with many fans, but there is a frustration of getting this thing going, and there should be more feel-good maybe around this season, but you can't have it because of Jonathan Taylor and because, hey, you get to see maybe 20 snaps of Anthony Richardson on Saturday, and you get zero, and again, C.J. Stroud had 22, and Bryce Young had 21 over the weekend, but there's there, there's something brewing. I'm not wrong when I say that, right? Where are you guys on that? And obviously, Young and Stroud, totally different college careers than they Richardson. Played, they played a ton. Yeah, they um, played a ton. You know, I, Andy, I said this a lot back in April. Um, it was time for the Colts to finally get the bat off the shoulders. Like, in the NFL, you can, go, you can go down two paths. You can attempt something down a path with a young rookie quarterback, or you can try the retread route. And if you look at the success factor, the retread route is... You can never get very far down that path. Even if you get down the path, I mean, look at the Rams with Matthew Stafford. Look at the Bucks with Tom Brady. But yeah, you're going to have it maybe for a year. Maybe for a year. And then all of a sudden, you've got to go down the other path. Well, the Jets are going to run into that you know, by sure. two years with Aaron Rodgers. You've got to swing back and try something else. So for the first time, I like it that the Colts have attempted to build something for the next eight to ten years. Because they hadn't done that ever since Andrew Luck decided to hang it up. So um, I'm a fan of that. Where... I have the issue on Saturday night is I think it's, and this is Richardson ties into the overall team of course. Andy, I just think it's such a soft message to send to a franchise that has lost nine straight season openers that has been one of the worst teams in the month of September in the Chris Boward era to all of a sudden in the second of three preseason games, we only play three preseason games now, and in the second one you decide to not play 20 of your 22 starters only the two corners. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two starters I expect in week one that have started. To me, for a four-win football team that has a new head coach and a new coaching staff offensively, I think that is the wrong message to send. Why are they doing it then? When you're tr- Why are they doing it? I think so much of the NFL has just gotten in this little like bubble precedent of when we have the joint sessions, we then don't play our starters. Right. And the Bears obviously did that on Thursday night. But I'm like, the Colts aren't every other team. They aren't the team that just had one of their most embarrassing seasons in franchise history, certainly in the last couple decades. And again, not every team in the NFL has lost nine straight season openers. Not every team has had such a poor September record like the Colts have had. So I don't think you can just all of a sudden follow the leader here like the Bears clearly did. And I think you can make the argument for the Bears. I get that Justin Fields has been in the system, but they were a what Mm, four-win team last year, three-win team. So that's where I have a disagreement with it. I understand where people come from and they say it's the preseason. You don't want to get anybody hurt. You had the joint practice. I understand and can listen to that thought. I just disagree with it because for me, when you have continued to follow the script of we're going to rest guys in the preseason, we're not going to do this. Well, again, nine straight season opening losses. I think it's a 7-12-1 record in the month of September. Last year, you were fortunate to even get a tie in week one and then you got your doors blown off in week two and shut out. 
that to me is not a changing of culture. Well, I, I think what you've done as well is you've opened yourself up to this criticism. If you come out in your in your week uh, in week one, you've opened yourself up even more that hey, there were opportunities here uh, to figure things out. I also think as well, like with Richardson, and I know Doyle wrote about this. What, what what's interesting to me is he. He's not taking the hits in the in the practices against the Bears. <laughs> so, no. if, so if you said, okay, there's offensive line guys, there's defensive line guys, you know, the positions uh, that are nasty, right? Okay, we're going to hold some of these guys out. You could argue it. We could have that conversation, but it's not the craziest thing in the world. But Anthony Richardson's wearing the red jersey. The flip side of that is they don't. their offense is going to be predicated the Colts around Anthony Richardson taking some hits, right? Certainly. And, you know, Riley chimes in here and says this, and I can toss this. Did you give him your number? No, uh, Riley's contacted via email. Okay, via email. Uh Uh-huh. So So he's old then. Thank you to Riley. I I don't know. He's (laughs) joking. Strikes me as actually a little bit of a younger cat here. Uh, Everyone's mad because they just want the dopamine hit of hope with Anthony Richardson. They want to see what could be, and that's in reference to him not playing on Saturday. I think there's a lot of truth to that, but I will go back to last Thursday night, and there we are at the joint practice, and the Colts, in their first joint practice, had a penalty-filled night. So we get to Thursday night, I'm thinking, boy, you would think that's a big point of emphasis. Anthony Richardson threw nine passes on Thursday night. Nine passes. He was five of nine. Three of those five completions were called back due to ineligible men downfield. Anthony Richardson's playbook looks different than Gardner Minshew's playbook. Right. And you watch a lot right. of college There's football. There's no doubt about when it. When you yeah. run a run-pass option offense, when you run a zone-read offense, the blocking fundamentals and technique and what's asked of the offensive line is different than when you have Gardner Minshew taking three- and five-step drops, and he's pretty confined to that pocket. So your offense struggled mightily. Can you imagine if we get to the regular season and you have a game where Anthony Richardson has three completions called back due to ineligible men downfield, not due to offensive pass interference, not due to holding penalties, ineligible men downfield. So my argument to that is your offense needs to get used to being with Anthony Richardson in these real settings because they clearly are struggling early on. That's why I like the announcement from Shane Steichen last Tuesday and saying, hey, we're going to name Anthony Richardson our starter. He's going to take the starting reps. I'm like, smart. That gives you three to four weeks of your offense getting used to, again, a playbook that is very different than what the Minshew playbook is. So it's not just Richardson shedding the red jersey. Yes, I think that is important. I think calling plays in a huddle. I think having to respond to unscripted live moments in a game. I think all of that is really, really important to his development. But I think the other 10 guys on your offense, which you still have about six or seven healthy starters around him, that they would benefit from those game reps as well. What, what did you What did you guys think of Richardson's patch that he wore on his jacket, the Super Bowl patch? Ooh, did yeah, you see that? Yeah, yeah, he he was rocking a nice jacket there. <laughs> yeah. So who are the guys I need to look for who might be the swaggiest in the area? I mean, you know, that's the thing with Minshew. If he were starting, uh, that would be the thing on all the ESPN shows. Mm. Uh, what kind of uh, yeah, jean Maddie, jacket he might be wearing? Maddie Bone is a big fan of Minshew mania. Um, hey, right? maybe she's jealous of, or she hoped she wished her husband had his hair. Um, Ty- Tyrese Halburn's a big fashion guy. Miles okay. Turner. Well, Turner's the one that I've been told the most. Turner is a big fashion okay. guy. Well, I don't know. I'm in one of these boats where maybe I'm like. I'm 33 years old. I probably shouldn't tell people who are 21 and 22 how to dress. 
Oh, no, I like it. Can you imagine what you look like in college? <laughs> Jinko jeans. I would rather and, not. Like, Airwalks. Yeah. Literally. I mean, I wore some of the dumbest stuff you could ever imagine. I need to go back. So, Mark, you wore Jenko jeans at one oh, point? back in the day. Okay, yeah. me Jinko too. Jeans. Uh, Katie, you and the Greyhound you, Finest. Uh-huh. Did you, you you don't come across as someone who... No, I... I you, pl- you played golf in high school. Yeah, There I wasn't know. a lot of Jenko jeans. No, but I have never... Uh, Carrying your Magic the Gathering <laughs> sets I, I, and all I have that never stuff. labeled myself as someone that had proper Did Mark fashion, play hacky sack? No, I did not. I couldn't, I couldn't hacky any sack, no. That's <laughs> not what I was told. <laughs> Couldn't do it. I tried. Uh, Couldn't do it. Andy, any any college, oh, man. any big college fandom for you? I mean, no, I'm a not big really. college football fan. Are you oh, siding I, with anybody here? Uh, I'm not siding with anybody. Okay. No, uh, I was I was saddened that at back nine, Tom Allen was yelling Leo. Like you Elio, don't, like you don't love need, each other. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to do that. Can you let the guys just play a little golf? Now, is it Ohio State a week from Saturday of course, for the Hoosiers? Of course, it's Ohio State. That's Ooh, where Indiana God. gets their yearly picture, the overhead photo where everyone's <laughs> yeah, uh, where everyone's wearing red in the stadium. <laughs> now, I know Tom Allen's playing it very close to the vest. He is not announcing a starter. Oh, well. I, I'm just how, assuming how, it's Trace Jackson Davis's little brother. Uh, I'm sure Ryan Day is unable to sleep at night, wondering who the Indiana (laughs) starter is going to be. I also think, um, someone asked me, I think it was Doug, Doug texted me, Andy, and was curious about your uh, Purdue, um, I guess maybe opinion, you know, fandom isn't probably the right word to use there, but any thoughts on the Boilers from the Louisville market? Well, yeah, they they wanted to steal Jeff Brom. (laughs) I mean, that's what they wanted to do. Louisville wanted to steal Jeff Brom. Yeah, Louisville wanted to steal Jeff Brom, and now they got him, and they're obsessed with him. No fan base could love their coach as much as Louisville fans love Jeff Brom. That was inevitable, right? Uh, yes, it was. It was. It was crazy that he turned him down the first time. That that's what it was. I mean, it was crazy that he turned him down the first time. I mean, people around there thought if the transfer portal was what it is now, that if he ended up uh, going to Louisville, what I don't know, however many years ago that was, what four years ago, uh, four or five years ago, that he would have brought uh, Rondell Moore and others with him. You know, I, so I don't know. I mean, do, I, I mean, basketball wise on Purdue, like I feel, I feel for you guys. <laughs> I feel for you guys just a little bit because you're now, so good. Now, when you good say at, that you feel for him, well, but then you start laughing, well, do, you, do, do you really feel uh, for him? I mean, I mean, not too much. I Mark, mean, Mark's been known to play a peacock sound in mm-hmm. honor of. Oh, I'm, uh-huh. I'm sure you have St. Peter's. I mean, listen. Well, they beat Kentucky as well last year, or what, what was it? Uh, two years ago, whatever. Right it was. over here, right over at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. It's like, come on, man. Um, yeah, Purdue so good. I mean, they've got to the point and I used to uh I used to battle Mike DeCourcy. I know you guys know him. Yeah. I used to battle Mike DeCourcy. Uh, he is a good guy. And I was like, I was like, yeah, they're really good. Like, enjoy the regular season, but you can't enjoy the regular season because you're always worried about the March Madness death. And like Purdue had so Ugh. many moments last year, regular season wise. Obviously not IU, but you know when they won the tournament early on, uh, beat Gonzaga, beat Duke. I mean, that was like. And then the, I think it was the same weekend as the Oak and Bucket. They clinched their spot in the Big Ten championship game. Like that was such an unbelievable weekend. For for a Purdue fan, but yeah, to your point, everything's going to come down to the first weekend or the you know first tournament weekend in March here. Uh, the Purdue football schedule, I, I kind of forget how difficult it is in the month of September. At least it's no just like outright cupcakes. Uh, Fresno State at Virginia Tech, Syracuse, and then they get into Big Ten play there. So Ryan Walters' first season not going to be absolute cake. Oh, so here. you're you're allowed to schedule somebody in the non-con. Interesting. Well, <laughs> for now. By the way, I meant to tell yeah. you guys this. Um somebody and I 
on the Kevin Bowen sport bucket list that I have not achieved in 32 years of my life. Actually, I'm 33 now that I think about it. Not 32. Um, I've never been to an SEC football game. And we, oh, my God. We are attending Georgia at Tennessee. A good friend of mine lives oh, just man. north of Atlanta. Colts bye week this year. We are going to Knoxville for the Georgia at Tennessee game. Good for you. I am beyond thrilled. No, that's good. That's fine. You, know, you like beer? A place called Zool. X-U-L. Check Do out I that like place. Do I like beer? Yes. Okay. Uh, second, you said Zool? Yes. X-U-L. 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 Wow. Yeah, it's like, uh, remember, like, uh, it's like uh, in an old spot where they used to have, like, like, uh, like an old car dealership. Okay. Like the big four-year where you might see, like, old Mustangs or something like that. It's fantastic. Right down there. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a lot of fun, man. Have you been that's Neyland Stadium? I have been to Neyland Stadium. Yes, okay. I have. Yes, I've been there a couple times. Do I want the night game or do I want the SEC 330? Do we not get the SEC uh, no, 330s it's th- no, anymore? It's 330. Okay. It's 330. It's just on ESPN. Okay, so the Big Tens now? I'm, yeah, the okay. CBS the CBS 330, they're, they're opening game, okay? So if you're an, if you're an SEC gas bag, you have, you have turned to CBS at 330 and you've normally got a game like you're mentioning, right? Like sure. a Tennessee and Georgia, like a like an Alabama LSU someone like that and I'm like yeah I'm like 99% sure the 3:30 slate opens up with Ohio State Indiana <laughs> that's the first big that's the first Big 10 game that's on CBS is Indiana Ohio State I'll never forget I went to an Indiana Ohio State opener I think it was like a Friday maybe it was a Thursday night a handful of years ago in Paris Campbell a giant. Yes, he is. For One you. year deal. Yeah. Gosh, he just tore up Indiana. Rex and I are, by the way, on the same path here. Rex tweeted this at me, Andy. Colt season ticket holder here. Couldn't agree more on the handling of Richardson. I don't mind spending money, but can't stand the feeling of being ripped off intentionally. Well, didn't they? Wasn't he in like he was in a jersey? So he's, he wasn't just like in like a hoodie or anything like yeah, that. He was like, warming up. He was warming up and, on the field, and yeah. they had him lead out the team with blue out to the field. So everybody's like, "Oh, he's playing. He's got a helmet on, and this and that." And they're like, "And Gardner Minshew coming in for the offense." And there was kind of like just a oh. Like I remember out of the saying late last week. I almost apologized up front, being like, "Jake, this is a little conspiracy theory, but." Do you think there's any chance the Colts aren't announcing this because they plan on not playing Anthony Richardson, but they want as many fans in that building? I almost again, this is not me. This is not like <laughs> the lane that I that I drive down, and I think Andy, you will certainly realize that. But I just thought, man, that is such a slap in the face to your fan base to play this game in the preseason, and then Richardson doesn't play. Uh, yeah, I, there's too much the on that. No, I would too much conspiracy theory. I, there? I would no, no. Come on, please. I would like to combat you in some sort of way, but I just can't. I already tried. Well, it's preseason. Yeah, but you can easily come back with what? Yeah, but he needs the reps given that he played 13 games and only played, was it, 23 snaps against the Buffalo Bills. I have nothing to stand on. If I wanted to to do devil's advocate this morning, which I occasionally will do. Sure. Okay. Uh, although I'll tell you what I think, but if I was going to play devil's advocate and be passionate about it, I can't even do that. I can't do that here. We have Greg Doyle in six minutes. What are you looking at over there? Uh, Your headphones working again? You headphones good? are working. Okay. Shout out to Jeremiah Wheatley. I saw him at the fan uh, back nine fan golf outing. He goes, new show sounds good. Welcome to your new partner. Welcome to Andy Sweeney. As he is with us here, it is the wake-up call of KB and Andy. Before we get to Greg Doyle, morning check down. The morning check down. Omaha! 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 On 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Go ahead and play it, Mark. I know you're ready, though. 
That's okay. We don't need to play it all the time. I don't want you to think I'm an obnoxious Cubs fan. Reds lose too this weekend. Well, where are you going to go? Oh, sorry. Did the Cubs, <laughs> did they get their free space wins over the Royals? They took two out of three. I uh, want Mark to be an obnoxious Cubs fan. No. I only know obnoxious Cardinals Cubs fans. fans. Cardinals fans. Cardinals are the worst. They're quiet. In that boat. Uh, Brewers are now up three on the Cubs in the NL Central, four on the Reds. And right now, the Cubs head into this week with that final wildcard spot. But it is extremely crowded for the final, actually, two wildcard spots. The Giants are only up a half game on the second one. Again, the Cubs have that last one. The Reds, Marlins, Diamondbacks, all one game back. If you want to bear the elements this week, the Indianapolis Indians back at home. It is the... I think they have two homestands after this one. Uh, I can only imagine. Have you thrown out the first pitch like. at one of their games? <laughs> I can't say I, I choked in a, a Pacers <laughs> knockout, and I got a strike and a human bowling. Those have been my... And you thought you tore your like halftime shoulder experiences. open. I still have neck pain from the human bowling. Have you ever done the human bowling? I, I've not done the human bowling, so you've done the knockout game uh, Do, during a timeout yeah, for the Pacers? did the knockout game, struggled mightily with that. Uh, actually, Paris Campbell, speaking of him, was in that knockout game. Fred Jones, former NBA dunk champion. We did the, won the knockout. St. Elmo's shrimp eating contest. We did too. do the St. Elmo's shrimp Ooh. eating contest. Jake faked COVID, so Mark had to step uh-huh. up for him then. I have the championship belt at home still. Jake was too afraid of it, so he faked COVID for that one. If you look at the Reds, Marlins, Diamondbacks, and I don't know about your cubbies, the funniest thing about all those is the payrolls of those respective teams, especially the Reds and the Marlins. I was going to say, <laughs> oh, do man. the Diamondbacks have a payroll? I mean, they no, there's no possible way they do, right? Well, then no. look at the teams that are like on the outside looking in. It's like the Padres. The Yankees, like all the high yeah, money the teams. Mets, are the Mets, that's what I'm saying. The Mets, yeah. Uh, split from the Fever this weekend. They lost on Friday, but did win yesterday. They've got a couple home games upcoming, so if you want to check out the Fever before their season ends. You mentioned, Andy, you were at the Chatham Tap. I saw Uh-oh. Spain, yes. their women's team, the first ever World Cup victory for Spain on the women's front. Uh, un nil over the English. Do I have to uh, pretend that I follow that? Are you guys like the soccer guys, or what do I do with that? uh, Can't say I am. Can't say I am. But I I figured the Women's World Cup, we tried to mention the winner of it. Well, I figured Mark was not. No offense, Mark. I don't know why. I just looked at you. I'm like, yeah, I don't think he cares about soccer. But UKB, I didn't know. No, I played soccer. I played soccer most of my youth through high school and everything like that, and I do watch it, but not not even still. It's it's from a distance. I will say this: the messy stuff seems rather incredible to me. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's why you pay to get them. I mean, the highlights are just like he's playing in Cincinnati on Wednesday, but he probably doesn't play. Really? I what? think it's like a different cup. I think it's like the U.S. Open Cup. It's a mm. different. It's a. It's an entirely different thing. So if you're going to Cincinnati, there might be a chance he doesn't play. That. That's my. That's my knowledge right Boy, there. I dropped one piece of knowledge on you guys. That's Cincinnati, it. Cincinnati, Djokovic tennis match, and then the Reds. Messi in a few oh, days. Yeah. yeah. Don't know if the Reds are in the same boat. Well, I mean, yeah, but they're still the getting others. thirty some thousand there, probably, aren't they? Better than the six or seven they were getting at the start <laughs> of the year. Those tickets right. probably going for Taylor Swift like levels. Those messy. Game. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, and they, they play in a little bit of a smaller venue, right? Messi's not playing in the... Yeah, I mean, I think they're assuming... Their stadium's over by that Rheingeist. Brewery. FC Cincinnati's sure thinking that he's playing, because tickets on StubHub are currently going for 289 Oh, my God. Is that not to watch DeAndre oh, oh, Yedlin oh, oh, oh. for the Inter-Miami club? Uh, Greg Doyle, he's wow. going to join us next here. Uh, the Wake Up Call, KB and Andy, 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. Uh, 
in just a few minutes, hanging out with you. The wake up call, KB and Andy. Everything seems to be going what halfway through. KB, you feeling good about that? Feeling good. Energy is absolutely on point here on this Monday morning. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? Good. I think it's a good thing. Very good thing. It's the number one thing that I have. So you know, I mean, come on. When you don't have a lot, that's what you do. Let's go to the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, I always love talking with Greg Doyle. It's going to be my first time talking with Greg Doyle. Uh, Greg, first of all, good morning. Uh, second of all, I think the last time I spoke with you uh, on the radio was back uh, in Louisville when you were at CBS, and I think he got Kentucky fans angry at you, which you know I love. So uh, a good morning, and thank you so much for joining us here, hanging out with us. Andy, that doesn't sound like me at all. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm Not surprised. Surprised you ever. Uh, I think Twitter got rid of so many tweets. I did try to go back, uh, and this would have been, you know, damn near what seven, eight, nine years ago to try to find uh, some of those conversations, but uh, obviously could not. Uh, before KB takes over, I, you know, just for me reading your article, uh, and we've obviously been talking a lot about it this morning, Greg, and that is the frustration with the Colts, uh, the frustration, uh, damn near shadiness, not playing Richardson, not letting any anyone know and then the football side of things hey this guy played and started what 13 games at Florida gotta get this guy ready he is your starter for week one uh, when it became official that he was not going to play on Saturday obviously I read your article but for maybe those that haven't uh, you were pretty strong I guess looking at that what did you think when you saw Richardson wasn't going to play well for, first of all let's let's talk for a moment about the reaction of, of some people and, and, you know, Twitter and even talk radio, you don't know what it means when you hear from people. You don't know if, if one cockroach equals a thousand or, or just one. But I've got people, a lot of people, telling me I'm wrong and calm down and the Colts are doing the right thing. And wait a minute, the Colts just didn't play their quarterback who needs all the game action he can get, even if he's getting some snaps and hanging the ball off. Just get used to NFL speed and flow. And their only home game in the preseason, which fans have to pay for to get season tickets, cost a lot of money, didn't tell anybody, and he just trots out in the field with Gardner Minshew. Meanwhile, all these fans, 50,000 or more, 50,000 people don't go to a preseason games. They don't. They came for this one. You know why? For To see Richardson, and I bet a lot of them who'd already bought their ticket, but still that's a lot of parking, it's a lot of food, it's a lot of cost, to watch Gardner Minshew go 13 for 12, which is great, Gardner. That's a, that's a percentage of 114% accuracy. That's great. I hope I never see you play again. Greg, I'm not one that usually I think goes down this path. So I I just thought the Colts kind of handled this pretty shady as well. Like Wednesday, okay, Shane Steichen, no comments. Then he was on the media availability for Thursday after their final joint practice. Then all of a sudden he doesn't talk after that final practice. And then we hear no announcement from Thursday all the way up until game time on the preseason plan for Richardson or the starter. It just smelled to me like we want people to be in the building, so we're not going to say if Anthony Richardson is playing or not. And that rubs me the wrong way. They even had Richardson on the field more than an hour before kickoff. In case there were any fans you know, debating, do I do this or not? On the field, dressed out, handing the ball off to running backs in practice. like It looked like he was going to play. So my point there is, well, but it's it's important to get him acclimated to preseason games. Okay, then let him on the field and play. You know, if you think it's important enough to actually have him dress out and get on the on the warm up field and all that because he he's got so little experience, but then you're going to tell me, but he doesn't need to actually take a snap with fifty thousand people watching and national TV cameras on him. Re- really, that that makes no sense. I was in in you know, it's not your way to go after them like you just did, like you said. Um, and and I don't, I'm not sure you're right about that. You're you're very fair and critical in these 
teams deserve that. But it's not my way necessarily to defend them, but in, on one point I will. And and truth is, I wrote this after the game. Like, immediately I wrote what you just said. And, and Steichen was scheduled to speak to the media Thursday, and there he was, not talking to the media. And what do you think that means? Was he hiding the fact that, you know, so I wrote that. Well, the Colts let me know right away, hey, you're wrong here. What happened was, according to them, that Richardson was named the starter earlier in the week for the season, and that was a big deal. And they made Steichen available, I guess, an extra time or something, and because of that, he just wasn't going to speak Thursday. They never told us that. So if that is, that's what they're telling me, and I'm not going to ever say they lied to me like that. So I, I think that explains that part. I took that out of my story. Once they told me, hey, this is why this happened, I thought it's not fair for me to hammer them in my story. They, they do enough things to hammer them for. I don't need that. <laughs> Greg Doyle with us here on The Fan. The people that are coming back at you saying, Greg, you're way off base, or KB, you're way off base. Is that because just so many people believe in the construct of, hey, Steichen knows what he's doing with quarterbacks and they're going to believe in their team no matter what? No, it's because Twitter's where idiots go to be heard. No, it's just because <laughs> people, seriously, it's, it's people, you know, Twitter allows, and, and I've done this, I, I mean, Andy, you and I go back way back, so you've seen me at my worst. Um, this is actually me controlled. At my worst at CBS, I was out of control, and I, I was the dummy being heard on Twitter. That was me. Because no one ever told me, hey, dummy, you're, you're not as smart as you think you are. I, I've, you know, it took me into my 40s to learn, you know what, I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Twitter's where people go to, to actually defend the undefensible because they want to. Like, defending Elon Musk, why? Because he's a billionaire. Oh, is that good enough? Oh, his billion dollars means that he's right about everything. No, it doesn't. They defend the Colts because, well, that's my team, and my team is never on. Right. That's what I love about fans. What I love about fans is that there are 32 NFL teams, and one NFL team can do something awful, and fans of 31 of them go, wow, that's awful. The fans of Team 32, they all circle the wagons. You're all wrong. And every fan base takes its turn doing that. And I'm not saying the whole fan base. I heard from a lot of people saying, what are the Colts doing? I'm not saying it's everybody. It's just – if you're if you're listening, and by now you probably you, you probably put put me on mute. Congratulations! But if you're listening and you're one of the people defending the Colts for what they did with Richardson the other night, I suggest you look up Stockholm syndrome. And if you're wondering, am I talking about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about you. He is the one and only Greg Doyle. He's with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Obviously, Indy Star Sports columnist. I know that the article was Anthony Richardson centric. Centric should say the column was Anthony Richardson-centric on Saturday. Uh, did you catch any of Jim Irsay's Jonathan Taylor comments on where things stand entering this week? Yeah, and he didn't say anything. Um, I mean, I saw I saw breathless reports on Twitter, of course. Where else, where else do you look? That said, Irsay, Taylor will rejoin the team this week. Yeah, well, how about some context? He's been with the team off and on for a month. Rejoining the team does not mean on the field practicing. Rejoining the team just means He's going to stop pouting long enough to come back. He's going to stop rehabbing an ankle that apparently is hurt badly enough that he still can't play. He's on the pup list. It's very strange. How about we use the fact that this guy had ankle surgery seven months ago, surgery that people come back from in about two months, max. He still allegedly can't play, allegedly has to go get treatment somewhere else, and that's his bargaining leverage to go get a max contract right now, to go get a big extension. It makes it makes no sense at all, but he is being advised by a kindergartner. Like his – his agent now is a guy who, in all seriousness, made his bones representing pro wrestlers. And so his agent right now is the guy that that's the, op, that's the water he swims in. So he come, it's kind of like Zach Brown and McLaren. Like, we don't do things that way, Zach. We don't do things like that way here. And there's a one, do you wonder why Alex Plo finally got sick of you, Zach Brown? Because we don't do things like that around here. 
and Malky Kawa, whatever your name is, we don't do things like you're doing them here, Malky. And Jonathan Taylor, for you to not understand, because he's the smartest guy in the room. He really is. Jonathan Taylor, his IQ against mine, you give me 30 points and I might catch up to him. He's way too smart to have that idiot defending him. You think Taylor eventually, I, I don't know if caves is the right word, but do you eventually think he gets out there to practice here coming up in the next few weeks and is out there week one? Yeah, yeah, because he's, he's too smart. He, he, all you got to do is look at Le'Veon Bell. How, how does that work when you're a running back at the height of your career, whatever that is, and you take off an entire year? How, do, how does that play out? It doesn't, it doesn't work, and it's not going to work for him, and, and the Colts aren't going to cave. You know, Jim Irsay, I say that, I could be, you know, in five minutes they could cave, but Jim Irsay, the way he does his business, he, he cares about a lot of things, including obviously fans, and he cares about the players more than most owners. He does. But he also, he, he realizes he's not Daniel Snyder or Jerry Jones operating in a vacuum. Like, I don't care what the other owners think. I'm going to do it this way. No, no, he, he wants to be fair to everybody. And that includes not jacking up the running back market. He sees what the market is, and the running back market makes sense. We've all been talking about how running backs are devalued for five years. And no one ever said it's not fair what's happening to running backs. No, for five years, everybody's been saying, well, that's what happens. Because, look, you replace this guy with that guy, and, and everything continues as planned. People are only now starting to take the side of running backs because they're starting to pout about it. So let's go support a guy making $10 million a year. Even the market says that he's not that valuable. I don't care what the numbers say on the back of his football card. Teams don't win and lose because your running back leads the league in rushing. It doesn't happen that way. And let's look at what the Colts have done with Jonathan Taylor being great. It doesn't happen that way. So my point is Ursay is not going to cave because he owes it to the other owners. And I'm saying in this one specific case, Ursay's right. And so Taylor, as smart as he is, is going to cave. If that means firing his agent, then fire your agent, Jonathan, if you're even in town listening. Because one thing I can't stand seeing, and I, I, there's no way I'm the only one who notices this, every photo and video clip you see of Taylor on the sideline at practice, he's scowling. I mean, it is, he looks like a 12-year-old who's, who's got cotton candy taken away from him. I mean, he looks like a – he looks ridiculous over there. Then stay away, Taylor. Stay away. Greg Doyle with us uh, here on The Fan on a Monday, going up until 10 o'clock. How daunting. You know, we've talked early on the September schedule, not only the, the you know the season opener, but just the September schedule. Jacksonville, uh, a playoff team at Baltimore coming up at the beginning of, of October. Uh, you know, just how daunting with how they've handled Richardson, uh, Taylor, his health. Is he holding in? Is he going to be ready? You know, if there's under two weeks for him to kind of ramp things up. You know, how daunting, how nervous do you think fans should be uh, that they won't be ready to start the season? There could be some bad play. Well, for for sure, but I don't think it even matters who they're playing. Although, yes, the, the, the hill just gets steeper. But I don't know who the worst teams are in the NFL. Okay, the Texans, they could play the Texans the next four weeks in a row. And I'd say, would, would you take two and two? Yeah, I would. I would yeah. definitely take Agreed. two and two in a, heart, in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'd probably bet on one and three. Wouldn't be surprised by 0 oh and four. This is... It's got some star power, but, but all the star power is, is affected. Taylor's injured and out. Jack Leonard you know, hasn't played in, in almost a year and hasn't been the same in two years. Quentin Nelson hasn't been the same. So we can look at this team and say, but all the Pro Bowl guys, all the, all, the one guy they've got that's dominating and playing at his level is DeForest Buckner. That's the guy. Everybody else is just a guy. Zaire Franklin had a nice year last year. He did. How many, how many games did the Colts win? He's a guy. They're all, their whole roster is full of guys that are just a guy. It's just... What is a VORP, war, does football have this like, value over replacement <laughs> player, whatever? The Colts have a bunch of guys, and that's with everybody on the field. So unless Anthony, here's what's going to happen this year. Anthony Richardson is going to by himself win two or three games. He's going to by himself lose 
four or five games, and then the Colts are going to lose the rest because they're not good enough. He's Greg Doyle. He's with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Greg, Pacers fans have an actual gripe for just one nationally televised game, or you need to start showing up in the playoffs before you have a real gripe on that? Uh, let me let me real quick before I I want to back up because I, I know the way I said that I wouldn't blame anybody if they thought oh was he down on Richardson no I'm not down on Richardson at all you're 21 years old you you got 13 starts your own team won't even play in the preseason to get you used to things you're going to win some games because you're that good but you're going to lose some games because you're that raw so it's it's understandable and and let me say that when he loses some games I'm I'm going to be patient with him you know not, not like it really matters what I do but but I do have people you'd be surprised on Twitter Greg we this year we need you to be okay I'll be patient I will I get it I like Richardson I don't expect him to be. Peyton Manning, you're four, you know. So anyway, I, I, I'm a Richardson guy, but it, it, that's what's going to happen. They're going to go three and 14, and he's going to win all three of them, and, the, and he's going to help them lose about half the others, and they're going to lose the rest because they stink. So as far as Pacers fans, no, I, I, I don't – you know, I heard JMV the other day uh, saying – and I don't, you know, I, I don't remember, you know, what I said last week, so I don't remember what he has said over the, over the years. But he said a couple days ago that in the past he's complained about the Pacers getting the short end of the stick on national TV and all that. And he says, I'm done, I'm done doing that. It sounds like you're whining, and maybe it is whining. And that's how I kind of feel, too. I, I, I think gauging, gauging – let's, let's complain about the Pacers can't get Tier 1 free agents to even take their phone calls. Let's complain about that. But ESPN putting them on TV, not putting them on TV, I, I don't care. That's, I don't care. I don't care much either way. But, but certainly, the Pacers, for anybody around here to complain about the Pacers getting the short shift on uh, national TV games, it's kind of like Jonathan Taylor with a bum ankle complaining about not getting a huge salary. You can't have one and then do the other. You can't do both. Greg, we'll end with this and appreciate your time on this Monday morning. Uh, any advice for Andy Sweeney as he descends Uh-oh. upon the Indianapolis media landscape? Yeah, Greg, help me out here, man. What do I need to know? Well, here's what you need to know is that I you know, I clicked on you guys and, and, your, and your, your Twitter bio and all that and uh-huh. And then, Andy, I clicked on yours, and I thought, why is Justin Turner his avatar, and, and why is Justin Turner holding what appears to be an uncircumcised cigar <laughs> in his avatar? So, I got really <laughs> nervous there for for a second there, Greg. Justin I Turner? I would take that as a compliment, Andy. Oh, I'll take that, yeah. I got no problem with that. That was at the Justin Kentucky Turner Derby. Holding. That was at the Derby, uh, Greg, if you're wondering why I looked like a, like an a-hole. That, that's why. It was at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Holding your uncircumcised, yes. Mark, hold that seven-second delay. The uncircumcised cigar in your left hand. So you're a lefty, huh? No, I'm a righty. I'm a righty. I need to change that damn photo. I don't know what other photo. What, what do grown men? I, I don't like my like glossy headshot. We haven't got our photos back from our uncomfortable oh, yeah, photo, shoot, photo shoot, Greg, that we did last week. So I don't know what grown men put in their avatar. You used to have a cartoon, right, grown Greg? Men, grown men put pictures of themselves sparring with Chris Lytle. That's what grown men do. Yeah, and then get teased. Oh, you think you're a tough guy because you're sparring Chris Lytle? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. And, and don't be scared of me. I won't hurt you unless you want me to. But otherwise, <laughs> I'll, I'll be nice to you. I promise. Don't don't be scared. One and only Greg Doyle, oh, Indianapolis man. Star columnist. Greg, thank you for the time this morning. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen you in a in a few days. Hopefully, see you soon uh, over the Colts Complex. I love you guys, Scheffler and Justin Turner. You're the best. <laughs> You uh, appreciate it, Greg. Yo, Scotty Scheffler. Like, you, uh, you, you, you buy what he's saying with the Richardson's going to win two, three games. He's going to lose four games, and then they're going to lose the rest because they're not a very good team. No, I, I think the schedule's an absolute joke. I, I think that we can get more into this probably as the season gets closer, sure. Andy, but I think the schedule is 
it's one of the easier, and again, on paper, it's August 21st. I know I'm going to be wrong on some of this. Last year at this time, I never thought the NFC East would look like the NFC East did. How dare at you? At the end of the year. How dare you not believe in those teams? <laughs> Daniel Jones, come yeah, on. I apologize to your Giants. Um, but I see a few more wins than that. I probably do as well. Like Now, I, you know, now they, the Taylor thing is obviously the elephant in the room. Yeah, I mean, like Cleveland, New Orleans, Carolina, New England, Tampa. Well, you know, there's that stretch in the middle of the season. There's a bye mixed in. Uh, we can dive into that. Love me some Greg Doyle. Love me some Greg Doyle. Greg, I think, is the perfect guest to have on once every couple weeks. Certainly the YouTube chat ignites when Greg Doyle <laughs> gets on there. Do we have a name for the YouTube chat? We don't. You know, JV has the lounge, right? Okay, now is he? that's his thing. Like, we can't call it the lounge, right? That's a great question. I mean, yeah, that'd probably be, you know, kind of just using his uh, name for it, but... I, it is a great entertainment source. It is a diehard, passionate audience. And and I'm kind of spurring this on you. I don't know if you were listening last week. We're going to do a fantasy football league. Okay. Are you a fantasy football guy? Uh, yes, I am a fan. I mean, who's not a fantasy football guy? I mean, no offense. Are there, is there someone around here who doesn't play fantasy football? Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't think Jake was. Well, he was very concerned that we did the live draft during the show, and he's like, how can I focus? I'm like, when have you ever focused on the show? So I think he was concerned about that. He didn't know who to select. And You guys were doing a draft, though, at 8 a.m.? So we, we uh, will do... I'm again, fine with that. I, I'm yeah. going to spur this on you, okay? A week from Thursday, that's the season yeah. opener, right? Yeah. Today I close on my house. Oh, perfect. How about I, that? I, I can't think of anything, but uh, I guess it's I two like weeks. the fantasy draft should take precedence over that. Like, <laughs> yeah, agree. Can priorities? we have it at your new house, by the way? Tell, tell your wife we're going to bring everybody over. <laughs> we're bringing everyone over. September 7th at 9 a.m. Okay. We'll, we'll do our draft. I think, Mark, what we should also do is hand out a few spots to the YouTube crew. Okay. We so, can do that. in years past, Andy, what yeah. we've done is, if you call in for the pop quiz, which will come up at 9.30, and you want to be in the league, yeah. you can be in the league. And so, of the nine spots... We'll give away. We should probably plan this more in the break. I apologize up front. Uh, but we can give away some of the nine spots via that way. So it's just it's it's just the show then. It's not the station. It's contained just, just the, to show. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's I'm the, good with uh, it. you know, wake up call fantasy league. Yeah, I mean, there are years where I, I get too involved. Yeah, I mean, listen. I'm it, a horrible fantasy okay, football anytime, player. Anytime someone scores a touchdown or throws an interception, I'm, I'm winning and losing at the same time on an NFL Sunday. Between the, fantasy and bets and everything else. The one issue we had last year was the guy... Uh, who won? And I think he came in second place. He called last week. Eddie, too. right? He sent like nine dozen trade proposals a week to everybody. And it was like a nine for one deal. So just like, don't be that yeah, guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. like settle down. You're not a GM. Oh, right? you want Josh Allen? Oh, wait, I'd have he, to drop half of my roster in order to. You wanted to kick him acquire. in the air what? After a while there. By the way, did I see this right? I know we're up against it. Are you familiar with Flory Badunga at all? Uh huh. Oh yeah. So a top five kid. Yeah. Goes to Kokomo, committed to Kansas. Hey, committed uh, to Kansas. Yeah, you last know he's playing week. soccer for Kokomo High School. This Was fall. he really? He is playing soccer right now, <laughs> and I just saw a retweet. He had a goal to even up their match with Muncie Central on Saturday. How how great is that? How many of you think top five college basketball recruits in the next whatever fifteen years are going to also suit up for their high school soccer team? Isn't that what they always do? Isn't that what people always say? Well, you know, if uh, if the USA if the USA had their best sure. athletes playing, you imagine soccer, LeBron on yeah. the pitch. Oh, Can yeah. you imagine yeah. Odell Beckham? Like, yeah, but they're not. So that actually kind of ha- is happening. I think that's poor Outstanding that he's playing high school soccer. Absolutely. Now, how tall is he? he's like six ten? Is it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah he's a six, six nine striker out there. You imagine what they're set. <laughs> 
set pieces look like from a header standpoint. Uh, he is Andy Sweeney. I am Kevin Bowen. Mark Dykton with us as always. Joel Erickson joins us in five. The wake-up call with KB and Andy. You know, Andy, we, we mentioned before the break, Flory Badungo from Kokomo playing high school soccer. We had a few people reach out. By the way, did you guys see George Hill at the Colts joint practice with the, or excuse me, not George Hill, Jeff Teague? Colts Bears joint practice at all? I saw Jeff Teague. I saw, saw Edron James running around. I right. saw Edge. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Dean. But I like Jeff Teague. I was like, oh, I don't know. He's now Pike High School's head coach. Robbie says George Hill was Broad Ripple High School's point guard. Or, uh, excuse me, goalie. Of course, he was their point guard. He was their goalie in soccer. Uh, Richard uh, Rodney Carney, a state champion in the four hundred. That's a good summer topic. Like the multi-sport high school <laughs> athletes. I I still just laugh at a six-nine striker for Kokomo High School. That's what I said. I was thinking who I could was be like, like a top ten pick in two years. I was like, if we basketball. get too far into that, that's that smells like June. Yes, it does. <laughs> it Screams. smells like June sports talk radio. Screams June. It's exactly what it is. All right, so do we just have a minute here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I need you guys' help here. Okay. Uh, so this is something I bring with me from my last spot. Uh, obviously, uh, Kentucky and Louisville fans and Indiana fans and that cesspool of where I, you know, where I was, uh, it's, it's madness, right? I mean, it's, you know, those three fan bases are sniping at each other all the time. And then over the weekend, uh, I, I it happened again, and I so this was my Twitter. It happened again um, at the fantasy camp in Bloomington. They recreated the watch shot. Is that with those Hoosier hysterics? It's again? okay. Uh, it's the Hoosier geez. hysterics. Uh, okay, so I okay. So it's great that you reacted like this because uh, I need to know where everybody stands. Uh, they recreated that damn watch shot, which was a great play. It was also regular season. And it also has to stop. So you guys feel like I do, correct? I was there for it eleven years ago. Now at this point, yeah. God bless I, you. I, I, did you storm the court, or are you, well, you were, I was you were actually, a student, weren't you? Yeah, I was actually working for the Indiana Daily Students. So there's no storming of the court there. Um, I, I, <laughs> Watford nailed the shot, and then they cut. You saw the video, right? Oh, sure, I saw. Yeah, Watford was moving about as slow as he was back when he was a player. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I saw the whole thing. I, I honestly, the thing that caught me more than anything was, and I'm surprised. It's a compliment to IU. Uh, usually the fan base is rabid. There looked like there was 170 people inside of Assembly Hall. Yeah. I, I was confused by the event. Yeah, I, I, it's just you know, it's just one of those. It's just one of those events. You know, people pay a lot of money. They get to be on the floor and they get to. I would imagine you know play with the current team and you know you know whatever they you know get coached by somebody on the current team, whatever it may be. But I, I guess that would just be my plea. What do Indiana fans think here? Because on my side, all I see is a slew of. I, I hate to say it. I know it's the evil empire. Kentucky basketball fans making fun of you. I mean, that, that that's all it was for 48 hours when Christian Watford and the Watt shot was recreated yet again. I just had to get that off my chest. Well, I think Kentucky fans can easily follow and say, you know, what happened in the Sweet 16 that year? They obviously went on to win the national title that year. And there was yeah. a rematch yeah. and everything. Yeah, I, the Watt shot, I, I love passionate fan bases. I love... Uh, rich history, all of that. It seems just a tad overblown now, 11 years later. You see Woodson hit the anvil, too. He was at the I know. Did you see? I, was, I tell you, he almost missed. I was worried about him up there. You're supposed, to just, you're supposed to do that once, right? It's not supposed well, to be a... Because it looked like there was confusion on when to hit the smoke. Yeah. yeah. More activity from him <laughs> than we saw Anthony Richardson have. Fair enough. Over the weekend. We'll talk more about that. Joel A. Erickson on the other side from the start.
All right, final hour, drivehubler.com studios, hanging out with you. One more hour to go. We got you to 10. Reminder, Jake takes over at noon. Cannot wait to see what he does there uh, in the middays. And then the Godfather himself. Is that okay to call him JMV? Wow, is, the is Godfather. It, I don't is, know if I've ever heard that. Is it okay to bend the knee to him a little bit? He's, a, he's always we- doing it. He's always wearing basketball shorts, which is uh, the radio dream, if you will. He is. That's, he looks that, like. That's the, way, that's the way that I look at it. get some odds on Jake oversleeping? Is he up now? I doubt it. That's like two hours before his alarm is supposed to go 11 a.m. wake-up call. 11.05. 11.05. God bless him. Joel A. Erickson, oh, when's man. the last time you woke up at 11.05 a.m.? It's a great question. We got him, Mark? Sorry. Yes. There we go. Sorry. Mark was a little slow on the button there, Joel. Uh, <laughs> little, last time you I woke up at 11.05 a.m.? Uh, It's got to be... I mean, we got to be talking like... A decade, maybe longer. Like I, I can't remember the last time I woke up at eleven oh five. Definitely, I mean, my kids aren't eleven, but definitely no chance since since I had kids. But I think even before that, yeah, I, I my body won't allow me to make it past like seven thirty eight. The rare instance my kids either sleep in or you know spend the night somewhere else. Even even some of those games, like when we've been up. Uh, after covering like a, a midnight Colts game or something like that, and then you get up at four or something like that, or you go to bed at four, I usually end up getting up at nine, ten. Like my body will not allow me to go to eleven. Joel Erickson with us, Payless Liquors Hotline. First of all, Joel, uh, hey, great to meet you. <laughs> haven't done so. Haven't done so. Yeah. In by person. the way, uh, uh, Andy, hey. Joel, Joel, Andy. Yeah, yeah. So it's always fun introing somebody. What's up, man? Uh, how are you? I guess uh, we've been talking all morning about Anthony Richardson, obviously uh, not playing on Saturday. When you saw that that was going to come to fruition, what was your reaction? How do you think the Colts have handled it? I was initially surprised, I, I, just because, just because they've said so much about you know what this what this quarterback needs more than anything else is to play. They they, they keep saying that over and over again. Um, so I, I was surprised they didn't play him. Um, in terms of like in the grand scheme of things, is it going to make or break Anthony Richardson's season career? That kind of thing. No, it's probably not that big a deal. It, it was just surprising given. Uh, given that the, everything they've said before, and kind of the way the, uh, some other teams have handled rookie quarterbacks, I, I believe Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud played at least a little bit in their mm-hmm. games after joint practices. So uh, I was surprised. Again, he's Joel Erickson. He's with us here from the Indianapolis Star. Joel, I tried to make the young child analogy. Andy's welcoming in his first kid here in a couple months. Like, I remember when both of our kids started to scoot backwards for the first time. It's like, wait, is that crawling? Are they? Oh my gosh, they're going to be walking tomorrow. I feel like the Jonathan Taylor news from yesterday of he's back with the team and he's traveling to Philly is like the the little infant starting to scoot. Like, it, it's not baby steps, but it is at least a step in the right direction. Am I making too much of it, too little of it? What did you make of uh, Shane Sykin saying that Taylor will be back and he'll uh, travel to Philly? Um, I think it kind of resets the status quo. We don't know what the personal matter was that he was dealing with last week. Um, him being with the team, not doing anything is kind of where we were. Uh, so I almost look at it as to, to use another uh, baby thing, maybe like a sleep regression. 
Um, but went through it went through kind of a sleep progression, and and not to say that it not to trivialize whatever Taylor went through last week, but sure. Um, it, we're back to we're back to um, kind of where we were, and you know Jim Mercer's comments are on Saturday night during the game um, sounded hopeful. And then at the same time, the, the calm the waters comment made me wonder, like, where exactly are we with this? You know, and now, now for a long time there, it was, it was there's still some time before the season, but now we're getting pretty close. Like, roster cuts are right, right around the corner. Joel Erickson with us at Joel A. Erickson. If you want to follow him on Twitter or X, at some point I gotta just. Conform. I don't know if I'll I gotta, ever go X. Yeah, do we just conform and just say X? No. I, I don't. I don't know if we're going to. Uh, he hangs out on the Payless Liquors hotline. Uh, quickly, how do you think it plays out here with Taylor? Uh, Ursay has mentioned a couple different times. Well, you know the CBA. Uh, he's not going to want to do what the Browns did and you know kind of give a crazy deal like they did to Watson, which kind of you know starts all the dominoes with running backs so how you know what do you think happens here in the next week week and a half or so ultimately ultimately Jonathan Taylor's going to end up having to play the the way things are are worked out where he's not going to want that contract to to toll and have another year on it so unless he's traded I think he's going to have to play it's it's just not a great situation if you're a running back if I've said this before but if he played a different position if he played Defensive end. If he played wide receiver, if he's if he's Nick Bosa holding out in San Francisco, not again. Taylor hasn't necessarily said he's holding out. He's got a trade request in, but we don't have the official holdout. But if he's if he was in that situation where he's got a contract dispute and he plays one of those positions, I think we know what was going to happen. He was either going to get paid, like that's the Nick Bosa thing, or in the case of a, of a wide receiver like when Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams had it, you're going to get traded. Um, uh, it's just it just doesn't work the same way for running backs, and that's that's tough. That's tough for those guys, especially a guy like Taylor who, who nearly carried his team to the playoffs. Um, but it's just it's just kind of the way things are right now. And uh, unless unless they find a taker, unless they find somebody to trade him, I feel like he's going to end up playing at some point this season. The most confusing thing for me, Joel, has been you know getting to this market and following it. You know, obviously now much more closely is what do you, what do we do with the injury? Uh, I mean, what do we, you know, real injury, not real injury, getting ready, ramping up. If he does have a week and a half, two weeks, how do we begin? You know, we, we, we've talked so much about the relationship between Ursay and Ballard and the and Taylor and, the, you know, the Colts and everything else and all that is fine. But I just feel like the information around the injury is so very little. How do we begin to, th- you know, handicap that when we throw that into the equation? Yeah, you just said it. It's it's almost impossible to handicap the injury when we don't have really any information on it. You know, uh, all Shane Sykin has essentially said is when he gets healthy, he'll be out there. Um, we know that he, he left the team at one point to go see somebody about his rehab. But we, the last thing that we'd heard in the summer was, you know, that they were expect that he was hoping to be good to go. They're expecting him to be good to go. Um, it's Everything around the injury is is super murky, and we don't have the Colts. The Colts don't give out times. Not not really any team gives out timetables this time of year. Um, but it doesn't seem like there's really a timetable for what the injury. We don't have a lot of information. And I think part of that is just we just haven't talked to Jonathan Taylor since June. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the guy at the center of all of this hasn't hasn't spoken publicly since June. Hasn't answered questions since June. So there's a lot of questions we don't we don't have any insight from. Joel, I was saying, and I don't want to beat the Taylor thing, 
you know, into the ground, but I guess I'll throw one more at you. I, I assume he doesn't practice tomorrow. I mean, it's a joint practice with the Eagles. So that means we're going to get to this weekend. Like, to Andy's point, it, it's starting to get to that, okay, is two weeks enough time? You know, this is a guy that every NFL player, Joel, is obviously sensitive to their body. Taylor strikes me as a guy that's, like, hypersensitive. I, I That, I think, is an element based off how he handled his situation last year. And I guess, understandably, it was a very start and stop. First time he's dealt with missed time in his football career. I'm very curious to that aspect of it. And, again, there's an unknown in there, but, like, physically, how much time does he need to feel like he's ready to play in an actual game considering the contract? Yeah, that's kind of up to him because we've seen guys like Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz a couple of years ago. You know, went through surgery on their on their feet and then missed most of training camp and ended up playing the opener. You know, and and obviously it's a little bit different for a running back, but we're still two weeks out. Like I think that there's probably a chance um, that he's ready to go physically from just in terms of two weeks would be enough of a ramp up time to give him maybe not. 25 carries or 30 carries, but maybe 15 or something like that. But kind of like you alluded to, it comes down to Taylor and what he feels comfortable with, what the coaches see from him. I I asked DeAndre Smith, the running backs coach, about this, and he kind of said, you know, it's a case-by-case basis. It's up to the player. Um, So there's probably enough time if you're coming off of an injury, uh, even after the joint practices, to, to get up and go for that. It's just, you know, how does Taylor feel? Where is this injury? All these questions that we don't really have great answers to. Yeah, him medically cleared and then him clearing himself, I think, could be two different things. So that'll obviously be something to keep an eye on. Again, Joel A. Erickson is with us here from the Indianapolis Star. Joel, a week from Tuesday, roster cuts around the league. The Colts have the fourth spot in that waiver priority. So trying to claim guys off other teams. I know a lot of those guys come and go, and we don't think anything of them. There's also names like Kenny Moore, Jack Doyle, Pierre Desir. I mean, some pretty meaningful Colts um, over the years that have been claimed at that time. Where would you be looking for position-wise for the Colts potentially to add? I think I think there's a chance that they make a lot of claims, just given some of the the youth and how thin some of these spots on the roster are, and then and then just the waiver claim priority. Like you said, they're fourth in the waiver claim priority. They've got a chance to go get guys. I think they're probably looking at that as as an opportunity. And I would say offensive line uh, is a clear one for me that I think is is there's probably you probably want to go out and look at there uh, cornerback. Um, I think there's maybe an off chance of a running back, depending on what they feel like they've gotten from the the uh, last. Because running back is one of those spots where guys end up kind of piling up, and then preseason stars end up getting cut and stuff like that. So that's that's maybe a spot. Um, wide receiver with with Ashton Doolin going down. I think I think with Ashton Doolin going down, you got to be on the lookout for. I don't know what the what the you know offense defense position is. But some kind of Grant Stewart-like like move where you're bringing in a guy whose job is to be a special teams ace and then help you in, a, in another spot somewhere else. Because uh, losing Doolin from that part of the kicking game is, is very, very significant. That's one of the best gunners in the league. And, uh, you know, I, I, don't think, I don't think the Colts really want to go into the season with uncertainty around Rigoberto Sanchez's right-hand man. Joel Erickson with us here on The Fan. We got you until 10 o'clock. I guess last one for me, Philly this week. 
Do we? What do you think they do? How many starters? Uh, Anthony Richardson, obviously, the next couple days, and I guess to pile on, Joel, you know what's going to be different? You know, they had the two practices with the Bears, and you know everyone's tired, so you don't play the starters. Well, now you're up against Philly, who have this, you know, the best or the second best roster in the NFL. What will you be watching this week? Well, the biggest thing I think in terms of the preseason game is it's just one joint practice instead of two, and so. You know, they mentioned, Steichen kept mentioning there's a lot of snaps, a lot of snaps. I think Richardson and the first team took about, or took roughly 70 snaps over two days. Well, I, I don't think there's a way that they can get 70 snaps in in one practice. So I think that there's maybe a chance, and Steichen kind of alluded to this, that he was leaning towards playing the, the starters at least a little bit against, against Philadelphia in the preseason game. I think that that's probably part of it is, is that it's just one practice and you don't get quite as many snaps as you would in a, in a two joint practice scenario. Um, the, the two, the one joint practice is weird, but we've we've seen some other weird stuff going on. I, I don't know uh, if you guys have seen it, but the the Saints and Texans just canceled theirs. Yeah, I, I can't so remember the, the last time I've seen that. Yeah, so the Jets uh, teams are fighting. That's why <laughs> everyone's getting into a fighting there, camp. There, there wasn't a reason why Saints Texans given. No, was there not? Uh, they said they said that the Texans decided that they were they were too banged up. Essentially, they they felt like they were huh. um, they were dealing with a lot of injuries and and didn't want to get into a joint practice scenario. Which I, I will say I, this is just anecdotal. I don't have any I don't have any numbers to back this up off the top of my head. But it does feel like serious injuries tend to happen in those joint practices. KB. Yeah. I- Certainly, I mean the Colts had what two torn AC or two season-ending knee injuries on the first day with Ashton Doolin and Jannard Avery. Okay, last one from me, Joel. Um, and again, appreciate the time on this Monday morning. Doug in the YouTube chat mentioned this, and I, I think I have it right, but I know you probably know the answer to this. Let's say Jonathan Taylor starts the season still on the pup list. That is four weeks you've got to spend on that, and then. From there, you either get called up to the 53-man roster or you're on injured reserve for the rest of the year. Is that right? Uh, I think they move that around um, a little bit a couple years ago. and But I, I think you're right. I think it's four weeks, and then and then they could bring him off whenever they, whenever they do. It, I mean, technically, this is a big technically, Joel, and I don't know what it would do for him, but if he stayed on PUP and then went on IR, he would still hit free agency next year, right? Just because you're on injured reserve doesn't mean you correct. wouldn't get right. in, a, in a cured season, correct? That's that's correct. If you're on injured reserve, uh, it doesn't affect it doesn't affect that. Uh, now, that would be PUP. a huge, you know, whatever, wrench in this, in this entire soap opera, but who knows? Keeping him on pup, though, in terms of the Colts, the Colts kind of message lately has been we want to get him on the field. I think Chris Ballard kind of said that in an interview last week too. And you know that that pup with the because once you're on it, you're on it for those however for those weeks. Like a lot of times, I think they end up holding on to guys off of pup because they have they have especially early in the season you have some inactive spots. And you you kind of play the hope hope it gets better quickly. So obviously, whatever Taylor wants to do is is the complication here. But we we don't. That's the, again we keep coming back to it. But it's the hard part. We don't we don't know. We haven't talked to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last last one. Six wideouts or four tight ends? 
Four tight ends. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there with you. I think it's five wideouts, four tight ends, and um, what does that do for Mike Strawn? Those wideouts so late in the game, James Washington, the, the new guy, former second-round pick, he had a nice uh, deep ball catch from Sam Ellinger. All right, Joel, great stuff, man. Uh, congrats to your Brewers and winning the NL Central, and we'll talk to you uh, next oh. week. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count those chickens yet. I'm still terrified. No, He's trying to jinx you. He's trying it's to over. jinx you. Joel. Series over. <laughs> Series over. Thank you, Joel. Okay, thanks, guys. I lost a bet to Joel a few weeks back, Andy. How many bets wear, do you? Uh, how many bets do you have out right uh, now? Couple. Well, unfortunately, that that one with Joel is no, no longer outstanding because the Reds <laughs> lost that series. But I had to wear. I've, you've seen Joel in person, maybe at training camp. He's a, yeah. a little shorter than I am. Uh, I had to wear his um, Brewers beater. What do you call it? Okay, I call it a, uh, like a tank, tank top. top like yeah. a, I think tank top is the official term yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you get a little midriff showing or what? There was some skin showing that probably shouldn't have been showing. Well, that's up to you. Maybe maybe it needed to be showing. Well, right? Come on. Woman photographer from the USA Today kept on looking at me like, "Hey, will that man please cover that up?" I mean, maybe maybe she. She lied to you. Yeah, maybe no, she was intrigued. Think, why no, why did you go to the negative there? There's a positive side well, of this. Because I know my history. Um, I, I think she was Can I ask rather you offended. Two things. Yeah. Uh, Downs, I'm a big fan of his. Josh Downs, good, uh, yeah, very yeah. good football player. Yeah, I mean, so I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. Just, you know, we, we don't dig into, just because of all the Richardson stuff and we're getting close to the season, all the Taylor stuff, some of the other storylines kind of get left out. And then I know you wrote about it. If you uh, Downs, why not play Richardson? I, it's it's a great well, and then he doesn't start, uh, no, but he plays no, a ton. No, no, it's it's no, an no. entirely. I actually like their slot guys, uh, the Colts. Who do you think helped themselves the most this weekend? It's a good question. Um, he has a roster spot, but a guy that has flashed a little bit here in camp and was their leading tackler on Saturday night is Nick Cross. Mm. And for Colts fans unfamiliar with the Nick Cross story, uh, last April the Colts traded back into the third round of the draft to take Nick Cross. Really youthful. He was like 20-year-old safety out of Maryland. Basically, they thought it'll be kind of a redshirt year, and all of a sudden he, he started in week one as a rookie. They did not expect that. Rodney McLeod, the veteran, was a little banged up to start camp. Well, by week two, he was benched and never really saw the field again <laughs> last season. So he was kind of forgotten last year. But then it's like, wait, you traded a third round pick for him? Yeah, that's a big, that's a high pick. I mean, that's yeah. that's a notable draft pick. So um, I'll be curious to see the role for him this year. But I thought he uh, had some nice moments. And then again, I, I some of those wideouts that just showed up. Do you remember that name, James Washington? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, he was like he Oklahoma was, State, maybe he, second rounder for Pittsburgh. Dude, he was well thought of, and the Steelers usually nail their wide receiver picks. Yeah, then went to Dallas last year, was on injured reserve. He's bounced around to a couple of stops, but he literally joined the team on Saturday morning. Had never practiced nothing, and <laughs> takes a go ball from Sam Ellinger, forty-two yarder there in the fourth quarter on Saturday. We got this here from Holton. Holton wants to know if you are a gambler. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not laying down hundreds of dollars. Were you betting on Djokovic last night? You said you were watching the tennis Yeah, I, I did. I, I uh, El Carrez. So, I'm, I I lost that one. Okay. He went plus money at some point. He so was you, like minus 275. Uh, yeah, I don't care about. I don't care who won the tennis match at all. I, I just did that to so I could join in the in the camaraderie. Uh, camra- I can't say that word camaraderie of the bar I was at. I mean, that's the only reason. And then this one from Mike, a Southern Indiana guy that's a fan of the New York Giants and New York Yankees. Is that just 
what what the hell happened? It's, there, a, it's a good yeah. question. Is there a group story West, back there? I grew up in Western New York. I was born in Niagara Falls. I was I'm American. I was not Canadian. Born in Niagara Canadian Falls. Canadian side's a better side it, for the views. It, right? If you're gonna go, you have to go. They right. got the casinos and everything else over there. The high rises, but absolutely. Uh, and everyone's a Bills fan uh, in my family, and I was the black sheep. So when did you move to when Jeffersonville? I was, when I was 10. Okay. And yeah. went to and Jeffersonville and High I, School? Uh, you're damn right I did. 2002. Oh. And college? Uh, a small school called Freed Hardman uh, in in Tennessee. So I got family like Sounds South, like a lawyer. Uh, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, so yeah, I got, I mean, I, I, got, I got family in the South. I got family in the Northeast and everywhere in between. I'm a nomad. We're nomads. What division is Freed Hardman? NAIA. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like Marion right here in town. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh, he is Andy Sweeney. He is the new guy, the only Sweeney on Twitter. If you're looking to find his Twitter account, we will rebrand, I guess, Mark is probably the right term. Um, from a Twitter standpoint, uh, still follow on the same account and then do that on the podcast page as well. Thank you to Greg Doyle. Thank you to Joel Erickson, who we had on earlier. Mark, any uh, pop quiz giveaways, or is it just our fantasy football spot? Let me do one last check to see if they threw something in the system, but I think it's our fantasy football giveaway. So. I think that's how we wor- worked it around. We knew how we about didn't that? have a giveaway. If you want to play fantasy football this year and be in our league, Mark just created the league, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you guys ESPN? Okay, I'm ESPN seeing it now. Action. Okay. Well, I had a, I had a four former co-host who is Yahoo. I, I'm in a Yahoo league and I think it's terrible. Of course it's terrible. There goes our endorsement with Yahoo. Yeah, I'm but, sorry, you know. but of course it's terrible. Can we just all do ESPN? Yeah, everyone uses the format. You got the app. It's easy. I hate I to know. say it, but just, it is what it is. So we'll give away some fantasy football spots in the league. Um, so if you want to, 317-239-1070 and join that. Give us a call and we'll do that with the pop quiz. Before that, Andy Sweeney, why don't you lead us off with our morning checkdown? The Morning Checkdown. Omaha! 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 On 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. I feel bad for Mark right now. Is he going to go three for three and doing the red, and doing any sort of red sounder? Are we are we no, going three for don't, three? Don't feed the ego. We're, no, we're, I, I wouldn't do that. Okay, you would never do that. Uh, no. The Reds losers yesterday. He's they're now one game right back. Here. I know he's going to go ahead. Are you going to abandon being a Reds fan? Are you going to abandon following buttons, this team? <laughs> Fantastic. It slipped, Kev. I'm sorry. I'm taking calls for this fantasy league. My, oh, my yeah. finger slipped. It's okay. Uh, with the loss, Hunter Green goes to 2-5 and five with an ERA blossoming to nearly 5. Blue Jays 10-3 on that one. Do you guys care about the Cardinals? 7-3 winners over the Mets. The Mets are as funny as the Yankees. Cubs 4-3 winners over the Royals. I saw absolutely zero baseball yesterday. Did you see baseball? Were you out with the family? Let's yeah, be honest. We're out of the family. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not I mean again the Reds just getting their doors blown off. Just honestly pisses me off at this point in the season and uh i know this isn't uh an update to a story but i don't know if we're going to get to it today so i wanted just to throw it uh you guys's way real quick uh jim ursay have you guys followed um is it lolita was the whale oh have you followed this that whale passed away over the weekend in ursay correct yeah and ursay was a leader in trying to get this whale essentially what out of the sea aquarium to uh to freedom pacific waters correct uh jim was very emotional on well, on yes, Twitter he, about yes it. he yeah. was. I didn't know if that was a story you guys followed a lot. We I would had, imagine probably not. We had mentioned it a couple of times. Okay. I don't think we spent a lot of time on it. At one point, didn't he say like he was spending $20 million to uh, get the whale? Which seemed 
seemed to be yeah. a lot, but I don't know how much it costs to move a whale, no. you know, across the country or whatever is going to be. Yeah, I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor's agent to see if there are any likes on any tweets related to that. <laughs> What's that's, there? That's where I feel. Uh, that's where I feel like the story has gone down. Um, we haven't mentioned any high school football scores from over the weekend. Uh, I saw Center Grove lost to St. Edwards, a loaded team from Ohio. There, uh, out of state opponents for the Trojans. Of Center Grove coming up each of the next four weeks as well. Ben Davis over Moeller. HSE got a win for Fort Wayne Carroll. Other winners, uh, Fisher, Zionsville, Noblesville. LN beat Avon, Westfield over New Pal. And uh, Chittard, my wife's alma mater, steamrolled Burbuff there. Got That's a, Jeffersonville's football team. Uh, terrible. Uh, they, they, they're, they're terrible. Southern Indiana football is terrible. Um, I... <laughs> That's my. I know they lost. I don't know who they lost to, but they lost to somebody. I don't have, by the way, like the. Are you like crazy high school pride guy? Uh no. Yeah, no, ne- I mean, yeah, neither am I. I'll yeah. check cathedral score and everything, but I, I no, I haven't. Been okay, to a well, game the, since I graduated, if I'm going to go to uh, some games here over the next few weeks, I need some people to hit me up on uh, Twitter or something else. I think my DMs are open uh, about where I need to go. Is that fair? Yeah, because I want to. I want to start farming out content to the sure. to the audience about things that I need to do, things I need to not do, uh, games I need to go to. And, and we'll get more into this, but you've purchased a house in Irvington. Yes, I, I have. I think Irvington's a great spot. Yeah, I'm not telling people exactly where I live. Yeah, I know you sorry. guys give your numbers out and everything else. Sorry, your social but, security yeah, number before you get off the air. What were you, my birthday, mm-hmm, social, yeah. blood type, and yeah. everything else? 724 East Main Street yeah. in Irvington for Andy <laughs> Sweeney there. But some spots around town that you should obviously venture to. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's at the only Sweeney on Twitter. Which is a terrible name on Twitter. We will, I understand. We'll do that here over the next couple well, good. of days. Uh, all right, top of the pop quiz. And again, we'll give away a spot in our fantasy football league on the other side. That is 317-239-1070. Pop quiz is next. Have you studied? Can you handle the pressure? Sharpen your pencils. It's time for the pop quiz with KB and Andy. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, Indiana's favorite oil change since 1985. KB and Andy. Look at that. You like that imaging? Ah, Scotty Johnson with us here in studio. It is time for the pop quiz. Again, we are going to give away some spots in our fantasy football league. Mark, I think we should give away one to the YouTube chat tomorrow. Sounds good. Okay. I'm sure they'd appreciate that. Great turnout in the chat. Uh, we have gotten a few mentions for changing the chat chat name. Mark, maybe we, we should adopt what? I, I said the morning whiz, and I don't know if that went over very well. Oh, okay. Well, JV was big in the morning wood. Well, I was about to say. Yeah. There we go. There There's go. my mic. There. I I'll was wondering what the issue you. was. No, it's, no it's, not, it's, it's all good. I thought I was staring at Jake again. <laughs> Is that something Jake does? I'm not used to all the buttons. How are your printer skills, Andy? That yeah. would really well, funny. the room Funny here. that you... Uh, that's on my list. i got to be able to print. There's a few things I still got to figure out how to do around here. Printing's one of them. So i got to like submit a ticket to somebody? Is that what i got to do? The well, help desk or what? If something is wrong, okay. a printer should be... Decently easy to use, right, Mark? Phil says the breakfast bar, oh, which yeah. I don't think is bad. kind of like that. I guess that's as good as we can do. It's not bad. I'm always up for a good continental breakfast at a hotel, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I haven't had one of those in quite a while, though. A little English muffin. Patrick is spot on here with a couple of these Irvington recommendations. By the way, Patrick, great to see you at the Back Nine Golf Outing. Giacomo's Pizza is amazing. Yep, yep. And uh, Scarlet Lane for your beer. Yep, yep. 
Yep, I've, and honestly, I've got those. pizza, beer. What else do you need? Yeah, that's basically what I'll be doing. So, especially yeah. with the newborn. So now I'll be uh, giving my phone number out, uh, and now you know where I live. So everything's great. Patrick threw out landlocked for your coffee and pastries as well. Are you a coffee guy? Uh, I am a coffee guy. I slurped uh, my entire coffee during this show. Yes, of course I'm a coffee guy. Who's not a coffee guy? Right? I was here? not till I had kids. Uh, I was not until I met my wife. <laughs> so we're both followers when it comes to the coffee game. Just wait till just, that newborn comes. We're just pounding say. coffee by the gallon. Everyone's trying to scare me around here. Oh, boy. How are you going to do it? Oh, boy. Inject Settle coffee down. into your veins at that point. He is Andy Sweeney. He is my fellow co-host here <laughs> on the Wake Up Call with KB. And Andy, it is time for the pop quiz. And again, we'll give away a spot in the Fantasy Football League. Andy, give us a number one through eight. Uh, all right, let's do number four. How does that sound? Is Numero that okay? Quattro is who, Mark? So our first entrant in the Fantasy Football League is Ian. Ian! What's up, Ian? Hey, guys. How's it going? Ian, congrats. Your Fantasy Football fandom, is it strong? Uh, it's pretty good. I didn't actually play last year for the first time, but... Uh... I'm ready to do it again. Look at that. Back. Well, he, back with a vengeance. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Now you're like Le'Veon Bell. Since we're talking about Jonathan Taylor, you took a year off and you lost everything. Uh, did, you're going to be taking kickers in the fourth round. I feel <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Uh, no offense, Ian. I feel pretty good. I like the, the Eagles' league. defense in round one, says yeah. Ian. Yeah. Oh, I hope you guys like punishment. <laughs> no, boy. <laughs> Ian, what, uh, what, what side of town do you uh, hail from? Uh, the east side. Like I grew up in Fishers and Greenfield. Okay, I, have you ventured down to Irvington or any a uh, little south of you? Any east side recommendations for Andy here as he uh, starts to live in Irvington in a couple months, or a couple weeks? Um, the Halloween festival, got to check that out. Oh yeah, that is a big thing. Oh yeah, there you go. I've heard a lot about that. We, I feel like Ian didn't really have anything there. No offense to him. You put him on the spot there. I did. To be fair, Fishers and Greenfield is not Irvington. Uh, it is much <laughs> yeah, further north. Vastly different. Than, than that. But yes, Halloween-wise, um, Irvington is certainly a must. Andy, you want to throw number one? Yeah, right, uh, so let's go here. If I mess up, I'm not supposed to give the answer. So uh, everyone be patient with me. It's my first time here on the pop quiz. Uh, all right, let, uh, Ian, let's go. Who won the Women's World Cup Soccer Championship yesterday? And we have mentioned this during the show. Are you going to give them the the oh, teams? Uh, give them the teams. All right. A, England. B, Spain. C, Australia. D, Sweden. Uh, Sweden. The other S in Europe. Spain. There we go. First, Andy is like holding up the integrity of the pop quiz by not even giving the multiple well, choice. So what do we do there? Here. He got it wrong. So what do we do? We move on from him or well, what? No, no, no. Keep on going okay. here. I mean, yeah, the, the, the difficulties of, the, of these pop quizzes are um, very, very hard. Uh, okay, number two here. The Colts beat the Bears in preseason game number two on Saturday night, Ian. The leading rusher in the game was who? Jason Huntley? Uh, some guy named Roscon Johnson, Sam Sean Ellinger, Johnson. or Robert Burns? <laughs> Ellinger. Ellinger always has August magic to him. 
Ellinger was running the football like he did in, he the, in, in the Big 12. It looked like it was a Red Taylor River shot. shootout coming back like from Texas that. Tech. That's what it reminded me of. Uh, all right, number three, Max Scherzer suffered the loss as the Rangers lost to the Brewers yesterday. In the process, Scherzer passed Phil Negro for 11th on the all-time strikeouts list in MLB, who currently sits in 10th place, 27 Ks ahead of Scherzer on the strikeouts list. Is it A, Walter Johnson, B, Gaylord Perry, C, Ferguson Jenkins, D, Greg Maddox? Uh, let's go, Maddox. Speaking of How about El- that? Ellinger, Ellenberger Park is a good place to check out over in your future neck of the woods. Here. I'll be uh, I'll be well. doing an afternoon jog <laughs> over there. I was going to say, pu- pushing your son in a stroller pushing at some the- point there. Whenever you can get a Gaylord really, yeah. Perry reference in the 9 o'clock hour, you're doing pretty good. Always good, right? Uh, number four here, Ian, on this day in 1931, Babe Ruth became the first member of the 600 Home Run Club in Major League Baseball. There are now a total of nine players with 600 or more homers in the their major league careers. Which of the following players does not have 600 home runs in his career? Frank Robinson, Willie Mays, Jim Tomey, or Ken Griffey Jr.? Tomey. All right, Andy, round it out. Number five on this day in 1982, Raleigh Fingers became the first reliever in Major League history to record his 300th career save 41 years later. 300 career saves will put you 30th on the all-time saves list. That's 352 behind the Sandman, Mariano Rivera. Two relievers finished their careers with exactly 300 saves. One is Hall of Famer Bruce Sutter. Uh, Suter, excuse me, name the other. A, Doug Jones, B, Goose Gossage, C, Jason Isringhausen, D, Jeff Montgomery. Baseball is my worst subject. Um, Let's go with B. Going Goose. The Goose. Yeah, these pop quizzes are pretty correct. Pre, pre, pretty long, long-winded here as well, Andy. You really got to ramp up for the pop quizzes. I'm like, gosh, <laughs> these are nine-paragraph questions from Scotty here. Um, Ian, let's just say we hope your fantasy football effort is better than your pop quiz effort. Uh, where are his right ones? Ellinger, I guess. I guess Spain. He got mad. He, he got, got the first three right. Yeah, he got yeah. one, two, and three. I mean, we had to hold yeah. the hand on number one there. Uh, I would have guessed Jim Tomey as well, but that's Frank Robinson. And then uh, number five, Jason Isringhausen. Stay on the line, Ian. You don't get to come back tomorrow. You don't even get a lousy copy of our home game. You're a complete loser. (laughs) Are you a fan of that? Oh, with the Sounders? Yes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Now, Chris is asking... Uh, tweets at me and Mark. Does a new co-host need to do some sort of initiation? Maybe a plop of mayo in the coffee. Oh, you know what's funny? Uh, and I fi- and I saw, and this is not me patting myself on the back. This was the job. I saw every snap that Will Levis took. Oh, I never, I never did that. I never did the sports radio bit uh, yeah. that I know you guys did. It's probably why we're twenty second in the mid market rankings. Oh man. I, I can't see you as liking that. It was curdling. I can still picture the chunks. Oh. Yeah. It was, it was Dukes, right? 
Uh, yeah, Mark had a Duke's jar of mayo about the size of Quentin Nelson. I think it was also expired. <laughs> Is it still in the fridge, too, I believe by the it's way? St- Mark, did you move it over to the freezer? I, I haven't checked. Oh, Scotty's going to go look now. It's, but if it's turned for a while now. Now, we have made a pact, Andy, and I would, again, not to put you on the spot, but uh, I would like to think that you would carry on with this pack. If Will Levis starts against the Colts, either of these two games... Yeah, then, we'll do something. We'll we, do something, yeah. We need mayo in the coffee. We'll do something. I, I feel pretty damn confident that Will Levis isn't going to be starting either <laughs> one of those games. I think he's going to be a third stringer. Of course, I say that. Didn't uh, Malik Wills, he had a chance with the Titans he threw for 70 yards? They're like, we're going to give you the game. He had 70 yards. Now, uh, Don't ask me why I knew that. Someone from uh, the Whiteland Warriors reached out and said they were the team that pummeled Jeffersonville on Friday. Well, there you go. Wait, is this like an assistant coach or is this just like a family I, member? Or what I is don't this? Know. I could be a big fan. Now, you said all the good. If you're good in football in Louisville, you just don't play for the public schools. You just go over to Louisville somewhere. Yeah, they steal everyone away. You go play at Trinity or yeah. St. X or something. Yeah, exactly. That's why Romeo Langford was so no, so beloved in Southern Indiana. Now, Rondell Moore, right? Didn't he start in New Albany? Yeah. But then he went over and to he, like St. X or He went to Trinity. Trinity. Yeah, he went to Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to Purdue. Seems a little shady. Now he's in the now he's in the NFL. All right, uh, do we have a Mayo update here? We may have. I believe it's been dumped. Uh, the Mayo has been dumped. Hallelujah! Well, isn't that an upset in sports radio terms? Isn't the uh, the refrigerator usually I not in good shape? Cleared out on Fridays. I think that is what we try to hold up really? here from an integrity and a smell standpoint. It, so is that is that like, you know, is there a crew that comes in, like a cleaning crew? Or is it like someone's job here is to say, hey, That's a we need to get question. some of this stuff out of here. I, I'd assume that falls on the cleaning crew, but I, 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 I do not know. Because at times, my in other stops, I've been the guy that's had to clean out the refrigerator. Oh, really? Just because it's horrific. Oh, and, I, I, and, I thought you meant you know, like you're eating the food. No, no and, and, then, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this again. I, I've, I've earned my keep enough where I don't feel like I need to do this anymore one of our earlier guests on the show today greg doyle he is in admitted that he has been one of those people that walks up and down the hotel hallways and if you've left your room service outside and there's still food oh, on the on. plate he'll eat it what D- dude come on doyle yeah. Do- greg doyle doesn't have to do that he's greg he's greg bleeping doyle man Exactly. Have you met him? Does that shock you at all? I mean, I have met him. I guess. I guess I don't know enough about him. Yes, to me, that's shocking. So that that should shock no one. If there's a half-eaten deli sandwich, he's like, "Well, I'll go to town on this." It probably starts from the other end, but yeah. Oh, Think boy. he cuts it? Yeah, he he cuts off the 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 bite marks on yeah. one side and just takes the other side. There you go. Oh, that's a sad development. How 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 good of a fighter is he? Do you have any idea, Doyle? I mean, he's been doing the MMA yeah, I, thing for I a while. Think pretty well. There was one point this year where he appeared with us, and he was going to do some sort of like amateur boxing match. You had to be within like five years of him or ten pounds of yeah, him, yeah. and then it fell through. And I think that's were, too bad. There were a lot of right or a lot of readers that were all ready to <laughs> hop in the ring with him. But I think he's got a resume on him. Oh, goodness. I do. The reason I love Doyle is back in the day, seeing him when he was at CBS and he'd be following all these things, uh, he would he would be the guy that would just wear like a t-shirt and jeans. And some well, of he the, had a mohawk at yeah, one point, and some too. Of, yeah. in, in some of the media, they dress up. I don't know if you're the dress-up guy in the press box. No, no. Uh, but he was like the total dress-down guy. And I'm like, that's my guy. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what you need to look like. This is pretty much what I rock. If I'm going to the Colts for the day, I might throw on like a little a collar. Or something, know, a fan little, shirt. Little golf yeah. shirt, something like that. Sure. Uh, but yeah, nothing more than that. All right, we'll do it one final time here. It is the wake-up call with KB and Andy. He is Andy Sweeney. I'm Kevin Bowen, Mark Dykton, as always. We'll round it out here on this steamy and muggy Monday in Indy. 
All right, last segment. KB and Andy hanging out with you. The Wake Up Call. 93.5107.5 The Fan here in Indy. Appreciate everyone being so damn nice to me on my uh, my first day. I did get some sleep last night. I was thinking, KB, I wasn't going to get any. I thought I might just roll in here without any sleep. Yeah, so you're airbnb it for the next couple I'm weeks? I'm airbnb right? it for uh, about the next two and a half, three weeks. I'm living like a bachelor. Uh, I have, you know, uh, deli meat and uh, beer in the fridge and pretzels. Uh, so that's what I'll be, <laughs> that's what I'm chicken tenders. That's what I'll be living on. And for the next three weeks. Top of the Chatham Tap, you said yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I need. I need a, uh, I need you know, bars, breweries, anything to uh, to explore. I need a bunch of things. I need to find like like furniture so at some point. Go too. go up to the garage for sure. Uh, you're on. Yeah, you, you told me about Ave. that. Go up to the garage. Nice little kind of city market feel. They've got a couple of bars you can post up at in there. Um, other places on Mass Ave, World of Beer is kind of a sport okay. bar yeah, feel yeah. to it. Uh, the Eagle and the Tap, which are right here at the start of Mass Ave, those are definite stops. Um, if you're looking for that sort of feel, like TV, a beer, some food, I would say those are. I, I could be missing some, but I feel like on Mass Ave, those are those are the places to go. And, and I'll drive too. You know, I, I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be out. I'm going to be all over the city doing everything else. I want to tell you guys a funny story. At least I think it's funny. Yeah. So on okay, so today's Monday. Uh, guess what? The Colts uh, back nine. We were back nine on Friday. Uh, on Thursday night, you know, I'm sitting down or whatever, and the architect David Wood gives me a call. Okay, and he says he says. Uh, you've been invited, but I, I figured I'm the new guy, so I'm going to go to the Colts luncheon. You may think, okay, uh, and you know, it's not a super dress up event, but it's you got to wear khakis, right? Yeah. So you this get, is over the JW Marriott. Yeah. Right? So this is at the JW Marriott. You got to have some khakis on. Well, here's my problem. I don't because I went home this weekend to kind of get things, and I got to I got to see my pregnant wife, and uh, I got to pack the house. So it's like I went home this weekend, and I was working and doing stuff all weekend. Okay, it wasn't just relaxation. I'd rather be here posting up at a bar doing doing what I do. Okay. Um. And so and so David hits me up, and he he goes. Yeah, you need to wear khakis. Well, I didn't have any khakis. And I'm new to the city. I have no idea where to get khakis. Okay? So I drove to the Greenwood Mall. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. My goodness. Yes. We got which, TJ Maxx right here. Well, I didn't know which is a Kohl's somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Circle Center's got to have one that, open khaki well, store at this okay, point. Okay, well, that's what I thought. So I got on I got on the mall website. I'm like, ah, I don't know. It's like an express for men. And I'm a bigger There's guy. There's no Old Navy in there? Well, I, I didn't see any. There was an Old Navy there. So I went out, and I had no idea that damn mall is so damn big. <laughs> The, 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 the Greenwood Mall? Yeah, yeah a that's mall. a hall down there, too. Like, well, it's a hall, but I'm also like, I didn't know people, like, people so, I was like, Indianapolis, the malls are alive in Indianapolis. That's why I text my wife. I go, people go to the mall in Indianapolis. Good to know. Yeah, I had wow. Absolute, I, had, I had no idea. Well, I didn't know where to go. You should sh- shot me a text. Well, I know. I should have, but I did I mean, we got to be friends, right? I, I know. I know. I got to do better. I TJ gotta, Maxx right outside the I, studio. Literally. Oh, yeah. Buka de Beppo, and you have lunch there, then you go up a size, and you go over to TJ. <laughs> Max you, get a, you eat a massive meatball. Get a side. Exactly. Meatball is uh, meatball as big as your head. Two two things. It, oh, no, go no, ahead. No, I was go, just going to. Andrew tweeted at us some other recommendations for places to hit up. This is kind of in my neck of the woods, a little bit north of here. Um, your Butler, Broad Ripple area. Oh, he yeah. says 20 tap. That's okay. A good spot. Okay. Basically, in a 50 foot radius, you've got 20 tap, Fat Dan's, and the Bulldog. 
Okay, three Fat Dan's. Very good sport bar theme spots. The Twenty Tap is probably the least of the three, uh, but they've got a ton of ton of beers. Clearly, given the name on tap, highly recommend the Bottle Works District too. Okay, yeah, garage area. Yeah, okay, that's a great place. Fat Dan sounds like something that would be on Jersey, uh, like the Jersey Beach Shore. Or something Fat Dan's like that. is Chicago style, so okay. you want yeah. Don't eat, uh, don't eat breakfast that day. Head up there at two o'clock, watch college football, <laughs> drink beer, and uh, yeah, have a lot of great food. Something I wrote down, and I I just because eventually I will get access to all of the sound, the archive sound that you guys have. So maybe this is more of a Mark question. But um, Joel Erickson mentioned you guys were talking about the Colts and waivers, and the name Jack Doyle came up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there any old Andrew Luck laughing, uh, sounding Jack Doyle, how he used to say Jack Doyle when he and Jack Doyle used to have that bromance, that friendship that was so very strong. Andrew loved himself from Jack Doyle. I'll have to find that. Andrew might have loved Jack Doyle more than Casey Doyle loves Jack (laughs) Jack Doyle there. Yeah, Andrew Luck was a big, big Jack Doyle fan. You always remembered him talking about about Jack Doyle, don't you? He was the reliable third and five. Let's just move the change of a six, seven yard gain and go on from there. Jack Doyle, a Cathedral High School product, Eastside of Indianapolis. Oh, so, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, do you guys know Spirit, the three-year anniversary on Saturday? Three what it was of? Three-year anniversary. Base, the, baseball related. Oh, I was going to guess the luck retirement, but that probably was more than three years. No, that had to be a little bit more. It was the uh, three-year anniversary of the baseball. of Tom Brenneman, Castellanos' Ooh, home yeah. run. And he hit a home run, right? And, and, well, it, well, yeah, Castellanos hit one on Saturday as well. Right. How great is that? Uh, and you knew he would do that. Can we get a Tom Brenneman call from his basement? Well, I've got Andrew Luck and Jack Doyle real quick. Andrew, are you looking for Jack Doyle a little bit more in the red zone? Absolutely. I'm always looking for Jack Doyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's the best. You know? That is so Andrew Luck. <laughs> and also, some of the better sound you have in that entire system. Thank that God, was great. Thank God no one went and deleted that, Mark, that you were able to get that at the end of the show. That uh, makes yes. me feel better. Adam points this out. Yes, of course. I, I don't know why I totally missed that. There is a Fat Dan's on uh, Mass Ave. I guess, what is that, Mass? Uh, maybe it's on like Michigan or New York, right, right in front of the Rathskeller. Have you been to the Rathskeller yet? Outdoor beer garden? I have not. No. Just assume I've been nowhere, even though I, yeah. even though I have. People just, were texting all... Oh, we'll I'll take all. Listen, I'll take all the uh, the recommendations at the only Sweeney. You can hit me up on there. Yeah, somebody asking if you went Sun to, King, if you went to Twin Peaks when you're at the mall. Yes, Mike. Twin Peaks, <laughs> Ale Emporium at Castleton. I went to the Carhartt store. How about that? Yeah, honey, I'm seven months pregnant. We're having dinner tonight. Well, uh, Twin Peaks is where uh, it's where I'm going to be at. It's scenic views, from what I've been told. Mm-hmm. Ice cold beer, right? Oh goodness, 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 goodness! You see, Bill Belichick said he went to watch Taylor Swift. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah, and apparently she was mobbed. Where where, where was she at? Like the Jersey Shore or something? Rehearsal wedding, yeah, or re- rehearsal dinner or something. I just don't get it, man. She puts on a hell of a show. We did uh, Luke Bryan on Friday for my brother in law's birthday. Oh, you went to that? Uh, hell of an effort from him. He was clearly under the weather. Yeah, he had missed a couple shows in the past ten days. Would he have a bad voice or what was? Uh, it? You know, he's just kind of coughing a lot in between songs and everything. But he gave a good effort. Are you a country music fan at all? <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really, not. but I just fall into the like. I show up to like concerts where I don't like love the artist and just kind of get roped into it, and then I'm like, you know what? These people are pretty good entertainers, and they like put on a good show. Who's uh? Who- and I'm drinking beer outside on a Friday oh, night. So yeah. Who cares? We're up against. Is the fair have anyone good? 
Fair's over now. Is, that, is it over? Right, anyone, the final anyone good go through? Yeah, Jim Blossom, Skillet. Okay. I forget who else is all there. He is Andy Sweeney. I'm Kevin Bowen. Mark Dykta. Thank you for listening to Day 1. Hopefully you're coming back for Day 2. The Wake Up Call, KB and Andy. Back at it tomorrow.